Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Hold the phone. Hey, brother. <laughs> Look, it's serious. Serious. We could make you delirious. Delirious. Just a bit outside. Just got to stop, man. We keep having the same conversation. Number 200 and Tom Seaver Coming to you live on Thursday night, August the 13th, 2015 It is 10pm, it is Thursday night, it's time for Ready to Unload with Count and Pete Hi! New York Sports Talk Podcast, that's what this is I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to say it again I'm telling you right now, there's so much sports to talk about tonight, it's insane I don't know why I'm... I'm doing this voice, this radio guy voice. Hey, we have got a big show. No, we don't. Uh, It's just a podcast. It's just a couple of guys talking about sports and other stuff. Um, So it's going to be great. Check us out. The Mets, the Jets, the Yankees, the Giants, hockey, football. We've got so much sports to talk about. It's going to be great. So grab uh, a glass of wine, grab a beer, um, do whatever you got to do. Grab some coffee, nice. We're going to talk sports. It's not that big a deal. Hi. We are live from Comac, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, and Newtown, Pennsylvania? Yes. I live in Pennsylvania now. Hi, I'm Sam Pete, Steve Sampietro, the Sam Pete portion of your podcast. Welcome to the show. We've got a ton to talk about tonight. Uh, the Mets are in first place. It's August 13th. The Mets are in first place. I... Wow. Gonna need a moment alone, boys. Um, and, of course, the Jets. We're having a nice old time. Rex Ryan is up in Buffalo, so there's no controversy. There's nothing. What could possibly go wrong? What, he knocked him out? He punched him out. He broke his jaw, the starting quarterback. Is that what you're telling me? The Jets are in action tonight in their first preseason game. It's not going well. So we'll talk about that. The Giants open up their preseason. Uh, football is upon us. This is our last show of season five. Cal is about to take a... Uh, he's the co-host of the program. I'm going to bring him in in a, in a second. He's about to take a uh, Francesca-esque few weeks off. Maybe go up to Saratoga, bet on the ponies. Um, so this is our last show of season five. When we return, it will be season six. We will have a new intro. We will have uh, two new sponsors. There's a lot of exciting stuff going on. 
but so this is the last show for you know two or three weeks. So we got a ton. It could go all night, baby. It won't. Uh, it won't go all night. Uh, we'll of course be joined by the Bishop Pop Culture PJ, who's on Twitter now. By the way, alert. Twitter alert. We'll talk to him about that. The decision. He was. He was a lot like LeBron. We'll talk to him about that. He sat down and said he was taking its, his talents to Twitter. I don't know what Jim Gray was doing in Freehold, but anyway. Um, let's bring in the co-host of the program because there's a ton of sports Kel. to get to. That's the guy. He's the. That's the guy. The guy I'm talking about, first name in the title, he's been doing 200 and Tom Seaver of these with me. Kel. He's been doing these for a long time. Yes, I, I, again, that's the guy. The co-host of the podcast, you know him as Cal. Mr. Brian Calniva, Calpino Caliente. Hi, Brian. Hi, Steve. Hey, what's going on, dude? Not much, bro. What's up, bro? Not a whole lot. That seems to be the... Uh, wow, abrupt end to the regal music. Yeah. How are you? Good, good. What are we on a couch? We right. That was that was my best arrested development. <laughs> How are you? I've made a huge mistake. Oh we, boy. We are, I'm trying oh, to oover you. Oh, there you are. Oh boy. Yeah, let again everybody. Hey everybody, we're trying to oovu. Listen, listen. Here it listen, is. Don't start that way. Do me a favor, mute your microphone. Oh, okay, hold on. I'm everybody, I'm going to mute my microphone. Wow. Here we go. Inside baseball. I love it. Episode 241. I love angry, Cal. Hey, no, bu- not angry at all. Hey, buddy. What up? What um, up? What up? <laughs> is that, are you going to rap tonight? I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. Are you the lyrical gangster? No, no, no. Did you see Lighthouse Hockey the other day? Dan Saracini, who we've had on the program, Great Islanders uh, a blogger, and a very funny guy. He writes for LighthouseHockey.com, and their headlines are phenomenal. Like they, so, they, every day they do like a bits and notes kind of thing. Yeah, and their headlines, the one, <laughs> the one the other day, because the Islanders were looking at uh, Zidlicki, right? And and there's there's talk that the Islanders were going to sign Zidlicki. And so the headline, the blog headline was Zlicky Boom Boom Down. Nice. Informer, Zidlicky Boom Boom Down. Right. I mean, that's that's just good. And then he, of course, included the video to that song. That's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. Informer and something, 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 something. You don't know the... Boom Boom Down. Do you know the words? No. No. I know it was by the artist Snow. <laughs> I think I think that's the only time Snow has ever been called an artist. His his name is Snow. Yeah. Um, what's going on, buddy? There's uh, sports feels a little overwhelming. Audio, having a little audio difficulty here. Are you really? How about now? Can you hear me? I can hear you yeah, perfectly well. Yeah, a lot of crackling and popping and right. A lot of crackling and popping in in the ears right now. I might be a little too close to the microphone. How's this? I don't even bring it up anymore. I don't know. I just, I just let it go now. That's it. Just do what you want. Do what you're doing. Oh, who's that? Who's that disparate voice that I'm hearing? It's very it's very distracting, though, Bishop. 
it's um there he is dropping his own intro and cutting it off immediately why are you cutting it off <laughs> because we have so much sports to get to tonight it's insane we don't really have crazy eddie crazy eddie's here my daughter's um, on the show tonight too by the way we see your daughter hi lil she is yeah Lily wave looks to the like camera she, darling she looks she looks like she's, <laughs> she's in so a shy no you have her working <laughs> yeah, why does it look like a sweatshop? <laughs> she, she's stuffing envelopes. we got to get the word out. Go wait. Go what first, word? What word? <laughs> We're working you gotta on the run word. Right now, the you envelopes. Gotta, you got to run that word by us before we get it out. Right. Yeah. For now, not... she's just licking stamps and putting on address labels. And then we'll work the on stamps? the contents when it's appropriate. Oh, boy. Oh, this... so we're working oh. backwards. Is there a manifesto involved here? Is there something wrong with being prepared? I'm sorry. What do you be what are you prepared for? This is run its course. <laughs> <laughs> it it has How a run its course. It looks like the triangle shirtwaist factory over there. What is going on? Your daughter. My daughter changed the camera. So we don't see what's going on <laughs> That's now. That's right. I'm and he's take, looking to drop the subject. I'm taking a picture of this. I'm taking a picture of this. Uvu. All right, hold I on, hold on, happening. hold on. My, do- my daughter is on a whole different level of arts and crafts than what you think about with arts and crafts. I don't know why she, you got to insult she, us. Why don't you just tell us what she's doing? Why? She why? Does I'm more saying than macaroni while, while you're gluing yeah. macaroni to a plate, <laughs> my daughter's making jewelry. That's what I'm saying. So, so it is a sweatshop. So what, what you, yeah, what you see on the webcam is uh, an assortment of um, rainbow loom, but it's but it's it's a whole nother level of rainbow loom. I mean, I mean, the, she she makes animals now, and owl, she made an owl and, and a and a and a pretzel, and that's not an animal, but she made other other things. Let's a cut wild you pretzel. A, a wild pretzel. <laughs> Let's cut to our brass tacks. How many is she turning out an hour? You, uh, her maximum output? That's right. Probably a dozen. Oh, we have got to pick up production. If we're gonna if we're gonna meet that shipment that we have to put out by by next Thursday, we are gonna have to up production. Let's go. Well, you got to understand, though, that when someone is doing it around the clock because it's summer vacation, you, you get right. a lot. You get sure. an awful lot. Well, tell Walmart, buddy, okay, because they've made an order, all right? So next time she right. next time she decides to take a little break to watch a little TV, talk to Sam Walton, okay? Well, how about this? How about next time I say I'm stuffing envelopes, you give me the benefit of the doubt. I know what, what what I'm doing. But it'll That's work. I was just concerned about the word you were trying to get out. Yeah. <laughs> what is the it's what is what are you putting out there? It'll be offensive. I haven't worked it out yet. <laughs> no doubt. Wait, he's putting out the word about no doubt? Right. I'm putting out word about no doubt. I'm trying to get them back together. <laughs> I so, yeah. I thought so Gwen what, Stefani what was is the last involved. Rocksteady. I thought that was a very good album. It's an that under- was uh, wasn't that um, 
who was rock steady? Who sang that steady rockin' all the night long? Who sang that song in the eighties? Oh boy. And we begin to rock. Steady. <laughs> steady rockin' all night. All night long. We begin to rock. Who sang that? Was that cameo? No. Sounds like a cameo tune. The time? It's not Morris, Morris, Morris Day, Day in the, in the time. time. No. no. How dare you? Who sang that, that song? Uh, that's a great question. PJ, I'm why, surprised. Why don't you sing it, uh, you sing it into Soundhound and it'll tell you. What Soundhound? Ooh. Oh, Soundhound I know is the coming. app where you, you play it any melody and it tells you what you're doing. So what? Uh, let me let me do it now. Okay, hold on. Oh, and we begin to rock, steady, steady rocking all night long. All right, now let's see. Let's see what it says. Hold on. Better than me. This is fascinating wow. for the uh, for the uh, New York. No, sports. no, it, it basically just told me I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two forty one brought to you by Soundhound. Brought to you by Soundhound. It Soundhound, can figure out what. Failing to speak. It can figure out what song you're singing if you're good. <laughs> <laughs> if you're any good. I mean, I, I changed key about four times in that little sample. Yeah, but I thought that was on purpose. No, I that's, that's what you were, I can do what you were, time of night. What you were going for there was a uh, a, a multi-key uh, version of We Begin to Rock. I did that's it not, when... No. It, Cal, Cal sang it perfectly. Cal is pitch perfect. He, Everybody stand and rock in. Okay. <laughs> then I came in with the falsetto We began to rock Which is not right at all This well, episode of Ready to Unload Is brought to you by Soundhound Sound By the end of the program Please download it. it Download the app and I, I think it's free Can't be free Nothing's free Nothing PJ. is free Come It on. has worked beautifully Number of times We've been like Trapped in a cheeseburger Cheeseburger And there's a song They're playing over the system We're like What is this song called? And you just hold up the phone PJ's been drinking and tonight It's clear There's a hold up the phone It's the last show Before summer vacation He's been drinking Clearly It's the whispers It's the It's the season finale the, No the whispers What's the whispers? They're they're the band that sang that song. Oh, <laughs> the whispers. Now, is it called Rock Steady or is it called Steady Rock and All Night no, Long? No, Rock Steady. It's called Steady Rock and, and All Night Long is in parentheses. parentheses? No. <laughs> because, well, then what's the, because what's the name Mark of the No Doubt it. album then? Is the No Doubt album also called Rock Steady? Yes. Yes, it is. The no, one with the hey, baby. Was, I don't know if there was any kind of conflict over that. There might have been. You didn't hear too much about the no doubt the whispers conflict. <laughs> I don't think the whispers had a lot of muscle by then. The whispers, the whispered sued, the whispers sued no doubt for nine dollars. Like, <laughs> listen, we we can't afford to litigate this. Just give us like twenty bucks and a coupon for a massage, like a homemade coupon for a massage. From Gwen Stefani. <laughs> or the other guy with the mohawk. The mohawk. Mohawk guy. I don't know um, his name. Nobody knows his name. Gwen Stefani doesn't even know his name. Let's, um... Oh, you want to move on? You want to move on? Let's get to the sports. Let's do this. Oh, all right. You're no fun anymore. You know that? Was I fun at one time? 
You know, when you were, when you were a New Yorker, you were a lot more fun. Oh, is that it? Pennsylvania Steve's no fun. I don't know what's going on down there in Newtown. Is that my new nickname? Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Steve. Steve. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Steve. Steve. Pennsylvania isn't that, Steve. The gra- isn't that the groundhog that we see every year? <laughs> no. Pennsylvania I, Steve. That's actually, that's actually my 1950s boxing name, Pennsylvania Sam Pete. Pennsylvania Steve. <laughs> he boxes under Pennsylvania Sam Pete. <laughs> he fought uh, D- D- Nathan Detroit or Johnny Detroit. Well, Take the kid. <laughs> That's one of my favorite uh, police squad bits. <laughs> you remember that police squad bit? I do. So yeah, not. kid, kid Detroit. He fought out of Philly. <laughs> no, that was kid <laughs> Philly. He fought out of Wisconsin. You're thinking of Minnesota Joe. It's like all the boxers have the names. That's my uh, that's my new boxing name, Pennsylvania Stampede. Well, he's no fun. I well, I'm trying to be fun. I just I, there's so much sports to talk. I don't I don't think you're trying to be fun. I think you're trying to take control. The starting of quarterback of our football team got punched in the face by his own teammate and is out for Wet ten weeks. <laughs> Boy. Should bring back wet blankets. I I I can't wait to see what season six holds in store. This is how this one's ending. Sheesh. Wet blanket. No new intro, by the way. I got no time for that. What are you talking about? You got new three intro. weeks. There's gonna be a new intro. A, you got three weeks, and B, what are you doing? Other than other than lauding over your daughter as she makes bracelets at a breakneck pace to fulfill orders to Target. What are you doing? And singing unsuccessfully into an app. Into SoundHound. <laughs> then other than <laughs> pimping SoundHound, what do you have going on? Come on. I'm Come on now. going to be taking vocal lessons, apparently. You're a friggin' sound engineer. You're a SoundHound. You, you, that's, your, that's your T-shirt when you go in the studio. You are. He's the SoundHound. <laughs> Who produced who produced this album? The Soundhound. The Soundhound. Ooh. Ooh, oh, please wish, no. I wish that was your nickname. It is now. Oh, God. <laughs> the Soundhound. No wait, I'm on Twitter already. It's it's it's, oh, it's cemented. Damn it. Yeah, you are on Twitter as the Bishop, right? Yeah. Well, my literary agent uh, demanded I have a Twitter presence. So, oh, that's right. Because you're you're a big blogger now, right? right. I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a big deal now. Big deal. You're a big hotshot blogger now. Right. Right. Oh, I see, I see what's going on here. Peach, you know, I wrote we 500 just... words about a show that no one watched, so yeah. <laughs> and no one liked. <laughs> I feel very important and not at all validated. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's the internet. It's supposed to validate you. No. Didn't work. God, Didn't happen. What's the What's the point? Coming up next, my defensive family feud. It's brainy. I swear. Which version? Steve Harvey. Uh, I would have went Louis Anderson. No way. Too depressing. No, that's Ray Combs. That was the depressing one. That's the depressing one. Yes, because of what well, happened. To Ray they Combs. were both pretty depressing. Listen, it's Dawson I mean, or it's nothing, okay? Enough. Dawson, go Dawson or go yeah, home. It was obvious that Dawson liked the gig. The Dawsonian era. 
He was kissing the ladies. The other two, you could tell they wanted out of there. They did. They did. I can't it believe was, was, I signed this contract. Let's play the feud. If that you was my thought, you were gonna. <laughs> that's funny because it sounded a lot like Louie Anderson. A lot. I'm sorry, you caught me. Ow. Let's play the feud. <laughs> Top five answers on the board. Now that sounds like Paul Lynn doing a Harry Carey impression. Great. <laughs> Nailed it. Is that what you're going for? Mission accomplished. Will Ferrell as Paul Lynn doing a Harry Carey impression? Harry Carey, yeah. <laughs> just, give, just give me a top five answers on the board, Peach, please. Come on. <laughs> give me give me, give me a top Louis Anderson. Top five answers are on the board. We ask this question. Name something in your silverware drawer that isn't silverware. Louis Anderson just so upset with his life. <laughs> reading every question. Just, uh, like Krusty the Clown. This is always death. <laughs> do, you watch the, do you watch the Steve Harvey version? Nah, I've never watched racier. Steve Harvey version. Oh, oh of course they, they try to make it racier all the time. What are they going to do with it? The family feud Name is 2015. to pull out. <laughs> Top of a hole. Top five answers yeah. on the board. Talk about your penis. Right. <laughs> Top five answers are on the board. Name some place you'd like to put your finger. <laughs> it's uh it's kinda cruel, actually. We we pulled a hundred people. Top five answers on the board. Sexual innuendo. Go. 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 <laughs> um, uh, I loved the family feud as a child. I watched it all the time with my grandmother. Um, my grandmother loved Richard Dawson. They all did. They yes, all the did. The ladies loved Richard Dawson. But my grandmother at this point is what? In her 50s? They not, all... like she's an old, not like she's an old lady. Yeah, but so was he at that point. Right. right? So he was, was like a gentleman? contemporary. Why do they love Salt. Dawson? He had the salt and pepper hair. He dressed very nice. You Sweet knew he was wearing wearing cologne. <laughs> He's, oh, he might have been. TV. He might have been over. <laughs> what is that, Stetson? <laughs> Jesus! Are you watching the feud again? <laughs> right. I can smell it from the kitchen. Cologne the, and smoke. The cologne and Marlboros. That's what he said. That's he what he said. He was charming on Match Game, and then he got to kiss the ladies on his own show, and I think I think America loved that. I'll tell you what, he could have had any fifty-two-year-old woman in the country that he wanted. Yep. End up fifty-two yep. and up. Fifty-two and up. That was the cutoff, though. Fifty-one. Nah. Not so much. You know how talk. well he would have done if there was like a Comic Con sort of thing. Oh my god. He could have toured the nation. Could you imagine? Oh man. They'd be throwing it at him. Right. <laughs> That's filthy. Name okay, something you throw at Richard Dawson. <laughs> Tang. 
What? The drink. This uh, the, the the beverage. Hey. <laughs> Show me booty. <laughs> this is an yeah. excellent one-sided conversation, by the way, for my daughter to hear. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's making the best faces at me right now. Wait a minute. Can we officially say then that this episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete was taped in front of a live studio audience? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it, it was. was. For the first, first time, time ever. Can you say that as Louie Anderson? This episode of Ready to Unload <laughs> with Cal and Sam Pete taped in, in front of a live no. Live studio audience. <laughs> I, I, you know, I hate to be the downer here. I just want to make sure Louis Anderson is still with us. We're doing all of this. He, he's still with us, right? Oh, he's fine. He's I think so. Okay. He was on that celebrity diving program not too long ago. Diving program? Yeah. <laughs> Hosted by Greg Luganis? What? I don't remember who it was. Uh, Dieting by, or but diving? Yeah. Diving. It was no, that was the show you was on. Dieting or diving? What? It was a celebrity. You know, just as Dancing with the Stars was picking up, Louis Anderson is fine, by the way. He's uh, alive and well. Born in 1953, so and he's uh, that old. Do we know that he's, he's fine, though? He's 60. Wikipedia says he's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Wait, go back. There was a diving reality a... show? Yes, it was called Splash. You're oh, that was a movie. Come on. <laughs> Tom Hanks, you're out of your mind. He's lost it was an Ready? ABC reality TV show called no Splash. Oh, my And it goodness. featured, at one point, poor <laughs> Louis Anderson on a high diving board. It's there's, stop making up shows, PJ. Stop making up shows that you desperately want to see. Stop. This may also stop. coincide with my own wish fulfillment, but it really happened. It's not a real and show. Now, he's also a spokesperson now for Land Lake Sweet Cream Butter. I don't, I don't care if he's a spokesperson for everything that I love in the world. Go back to the Splash reality show that you just Go made on. up. When did this you air? Got, How did I not know about this? Where are my people? You take the celebrity by the hand, on? you teach them how to dive, and then they go and they try out their dives oh. for the judges. It's, it's Come a on. formula How written. This, this... Yeah. I can't. I can't. You, I can't. You, you're, you, you're making this up. Yeah, let me guess. It was on after the celebrity golf show four. Right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it was on right after... <laughs> The celebrity, uh, uh, oh, I can't even think of something good that right. would possibly meet diving. Golf is great. Yeah, it was right on after Celebrity Golf where they took uh, Pamela Anderson and taught her how to play golf. Well, I would so love that. Celebrity Sculpting. <laughs> right. <laughs> where you get all of your D-list celebrities working with a kiln. Exactly. Stop That's making up reality okay. shows that you want to see. When was it on? I need I need the proof. When was it on? 2013. There's no chance that this happened and nobody watched it. 2013. Also, That's two years ago. Yeah. Also featured football player and uh, Damokong Su. What? We would have absolutely heard about this. <laughs> this is the 
most absurd lie you've ever made up. PJ, we are your friends. You don't need to do this. We already like you. Don't forget to tune in to Splash. <laughs> Watch me do a triple Lutz. Cannonball. I'm not afraid of diving. I don't know how I'm going to get up the ladder, though. How? how oh, okay. I think I think he's serious, by the way. He's I think this actually did exist. Who else was on the show? Besides Namdekan Su. And Louis Anderson. And Louis Anderson. These are the well, two. Well, there had to be a professional. There had to be a professional diver. Uh, Is it hosted sure by the Gamers? I was kidding. Might have been. Hold on. How could Let's, it have uh, not beep, been beep. hosted by like? Wow. New York Sports. <laughs> but I'm sorry. This is absurd. There was a reality show called Splash about celebrities learning to dive. Yep. If Cal, let me ask you a question. Mm. If I had a reality show tomorrow, right? Like a bunch of D-list celebrities were taught gymnastics. Right. Yeah, like Luke high level. It. Like high. Oh, of course he was. Like high. And Joey Lawrence. Like, Jerry Lawrence. I'm hanging my head right now that I didn't Jerry watch Jerry Lawrence. We, he should we I should, pull him from the Cosby show? All, we should all be ashamed that we didn't watch this show so we could see season two. Brandy Joey Chastain. Lawrence in the Rat Pack? No, that's... Uh, no. <laughs> that's, Do I have that wrong? That's Steve Lawrence. Steve Lawrence. Yeah. Stephen Eady. Vicky Lawrence? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Shut up. You just make it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now he's throwing out sports names to try to be topical with That's the sports right. talk. Holy cow! Splash! How is it? How did we miss this? We should all be ashamed. Nicole Eggert. Well, I would have paid to see Nicole Eggert dive. Say that much. Nickelodeon star Drake Bell. <laughs> Who's Cal not knows a, who that is? That's not I a Nick. Nickelodeon star anymore though, right? That's like a real star. But he was back when Splash was on, I guess. Right, but I'm saying, isn't he like in legitimate movies now? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing he one of two things. Seen. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. <laughs> well, Splash didn't uh, kill him. By the way, Louis Anderson did not do all right and had to be taped, uh, had to be uh, helped out of the pool. Well, of course he did. How does he know? Louis Anderson Louis diving Anderson. off of a high diving board. Oh, this is absurd. All right, let's go talk about sports. We'll come back to this. I can't, <laughs> I can't wrap my head around can it. Top, as if you could top that. We should just end the show. I knew that the, I knew that the season five finale would be fantastic. I didn't know it would include a real reality show where celebrities learn to dive. Top five answers on the board. Think about the pitch for this. Name a time. Of locker room hijinks <laughs> that can ruin the team. Nice segue. See what he's doing? I saw what he did there. I got this idea for a show. Now hear me out. Now don't stop me. Listen, it involves diving. We get Greg Luganis. What does America love? America I like Guy Fieri pitching with. <laughs> We got some real deal dives and some D-list celebrities, including me. 
<laughs> we got some off the hook high board work. <laughs> I don't know. Greg Luganis, a diving board, and some habanero peppers. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? I smacked my head against the board like Greg Luganis did. Do <laughs> you remember that? Do you remember that? I do. I remember it very well. Wow. I'm an Olympics guy. I remember it very well. That was so... Oh, you're... What? You're an Olympics guy? I'm an Olympics guy, yes. Would you, oh. We, we've talked about this. We've been doing this show for five and a half years. I don't know, a couple we did of four Olympics shows tests. about this. Yeah, I like the Olympics. Oh, I didn't know you were an Olympics guy. Like... I get into the Olympics, definitely. Like a, like a historian. Oh, no, 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 certainly not. I'm sorry. I did not mean to imply that I somehow... Oh. I have uh, a recollection from okay. things I've watched, uh, like any other sporting event. I'm not some sort of, uh, no. uh, you know, a historian or and or uh, savant when it comes to Olympics-type uh, records. Okay. I'm like sorry, I, I, I could tell you, thought. I could tell you that Bob Bourne wore number fourteen. I can't tell you what G- Greg Luganis got on like a high dive in the eighty-seven, eighty-eight Olympics. And I, I hope not. There was no Olympics in eighty-seven, by the way. <laughs> because that's there was a laugh year. Olympics. There was a laugh Olympics. <laughs> the really rotten in an animal. The Olympics. really rotten one that year. They did. <laughs> Snaggletooth even. Um, okay, let's uh, seriously. Um, let's. Uh, do you want to do the Mets or the Jets first here? Whatever you want to do, really. Well, it's just insane. Everything's just been insane. So let me. Um, can we get the music again, Peach? Can we get the music? Can you just give us the uh, the intro music again before you drop this this nug. Thank you. That's the music. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. In uh, season six, can we work on fading some of these, maybe? Um, <laughs> as opposed to... Squeeb. Just practice. you got three weeks. Yep. You'll be fine. The You seem to have an aptitude for audio, so you probably will, will get it with practice. He's the sound hound. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when he's playing his intro music, riding in on the wave... It's the sound hound. Hey, look, dude. It's the sound hound. With his neon sunglasses, right? <laughs> Get his hat backwards. His neon oh, we have that music. We only have that music to play right now. His neon hat backwards. His neon hat, right. Like right. a neon bicycle hat. That's right. Right? It's and the sound If hound. I was a Hanna-Barbera character, that would be my name. <laughs> like a dog riding a skateboard, right? You'd be the sound hound. Yes. Yes, man, I would talk like this. What are we doing, guys? <laughs> what are you Why? doing? Why would that be your voice? Because you be the sound hound. I would think the sound hound would sound way cooler than that. Nah, that's the whole point. You would think that he would, and then he sounds and like that. And then he does it, right. That's the punchline. <laughs> then he's got a lisp, and he sounds... Like Rip Torn. <laughs> What's going on? Sounds incredible, guys. You sound so good, you guys. It's 
There you and go. See? Why Did would you wear a retainer? <laughs> That's a retainer. Yes. Downtown has a retainer. Yes, right there. She invisible. You can't even hear it or see it. You guys, you guys sound so good. The Sound Hound. I got a lot of buttons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I missed it again. The uh, New York Mets. <laughs> are in first place, Brian. The New York Mets. Yeah. But that's not what I've come here to talk about tonight. Ooh. Well, at least... That's a, that's you throw me a curveball. At least not to start. Um, I it, we got to talk about this Jets thing. I'm sorry. Oh, sure. No, you don't have to apologize. I, mean, I mean, it's just... Please, go on. There, there are a lot of... Uh, things to unpack, obviously, about the story. And they, of course, had their first preseason game tonight, Brian. I didn't get to watch it because I'm no longer local. Pennsylvania Stampede doesn't get those games. Um, although I do have the uh, the NFL ticket, and I will have the regular season games, but the preseason games aren't on. But um, it, it, there's so much to unpack here with this Geno Smith incident. And, of course, I.K. Uh, Ekbenali. I can't pronounce it. We'll Can just you pronounce call him, it. We'll just call him IK. Um, because I can, but it takes a second, and I'm tired. Um, and and then of course he gets picked up by the Bills. You're hearing stories. This was one of those situations, Bry, where it broke in the morning, and then throughout the day we're like, this is just going to get worse and worse. Like as the details of the situation filter out. It's one of those sports stories where you're like, oh, this is just going to suck for the whole day. Like, mm-hmm. It's just going to continue. To, like the Ray, like when Ray Rice, like the, the tape breaks that morning or whatever. And just for the rest of the day, like every other detail that comes out is just not going to be good. Right. It's not going to be good. Um, obviously, this is a, a smaller story in comparison to the Ray Rice thing. Um, but... Here's my biggest takeaway. Here's what's most frustrating. Two things. One, starting to feel a where there's smoke, there's fire with Geno Smith. Oh, now? Now you are? No, I know. All the other things that have gone on with him, I'm talking about off the field. Yeah. He hasn't done anything terrible. No, 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 of he course not. He meeting, and he, you know, he, he yelled at some fans who were cursing at him. You know, and then, and he had a uh, another situation with a teammate in his rookie year. But it, that was another rookie, and the rookie took a swing at him. And, you know, all those things taken separately. Again, you question his maturity and stuff like that. This situation where he finds himself... And, and, of course, the details uh, with specificity come out today that they were jawing at each other from across the locker room. And Gino was basically saying, you're never getting your money back. Where did these details come from? There was a report, I think it was at about 4 or 5 o'clock. That yeah, no, was I... a, uh, a, a substantiated report from one of the teammates, uh, from one of the players on the team that was in the room. 
anonymous jet. Yeah. He's he's back. He's back. Get his jersey out. Um but that basically said they were jawing at each other from across the locker room. Mm. And then at some point Gino uh pointed a finger in IK's face and that's when IK laid him out. Um the one thing I saw that uh, along those lines, Bry, is you'd never see Chad Pennington in this situation. You know, you'd never see you'd never see Mark Sanchez in this situation. In fact, I want I, you'd be hard pressed to name a quarterback that you would see in this situation. Well, I think that you know I could see a guy like, I mean Ryan Leaf, I could have seen in this situation. I'm surprised Ryan Leaf didn't get knocked out by one of his teammates. Maybe. Because he was that kind of guy, and he had that kind of attitude. I mean, he went off on the reporter, and just just an ornery, you know, and he's had a terrible existence since football. Mm. Drug problems and stuff like that, I believe, right? Uh, I don't know. I think he was sick at one point. I seem to feel like there was a – I seem to feel like – I feel like there was a real sports – like catching up with him and maybe addiction problems and then maybe sick as well. But anyway, you'd be hard-pressed to think of another quarterback that's going to get him something. Maybe Colin Kaepernick does, but I don't know. I don't know Colin no. Kaepernick. No, that's when Colin Kaepernick is a Super Bowl quarterback. No, got- but Brian, I'm talking about maybe with an attitude in a locker room where you're a bit standoffish. Yeah, but but you're still the quarterback and you're still perceived as a leader on the team, right. whether they like you or not. Yeah, and I, and I didn't mean to throw Kaepernick under the bus there. I'm just saying he's he's seemed like a guy who's been somewhat outspoken in maybe press conferences or whatever. Or maybe yeah, and, a, that's, a and that's fine. And that's fine. But if you're a leader of the team, nobody's going to take a shot at you. They're going to think you're a dick, but they're not going to take a shot at you. Right. Well, there's the respect factor. Right, that's that's the difference. There's zero respect. But I'm talking about the even just putting yourself in that situation, whether you have the respect of the team or not. Like, Mark Sanchez never had the respect teammates as a player. You know, Bart Scott said it yesterday morning. Bart Scott uh, with Boomer Carton was saying, we knew Mark put in the work. We knew Mark was working his ass off and doing everything he could to be the best quarterback he could be. But it also we knew he was also, just don't crash the car. We're steering the car. The defense is running the team. Right. But also, Mark Sanchez was a respectful guy and would never jaw back and forth with another player like that. Like, at some point, Mark Sanchez realized... Mark Sanchez, if he was in that scenario, would have been like, I can't. What am I doing here? There's no need for the back and forth here with with another player on my own team. Right. So that's what I'm talking about more. Like, how does Geno Smith even get himself in that scenario? And once he's in that scenario, the team has such little respect for him that the guy knocked him out. It's like on two levels there, Bri. Absolutely. Excuse me. My other thing is what it does for the team. I mean, I was genuinely excited about this Jets team. We've talked about it a little bit over the last few weeks here and there. I was genuinely excited about Geno Smith and what he can bring to the offense. And maybe, you know, he's got a shot and they put in all these weapons and they went and drafted Devin Smith and they went and got Brandon Marshall and they, you know, 
Chan Gailey, who's going to run an offense that's very similar to the West Virginia offense that Geno ran, like all these great things that they're trying to make Geno Smith successful. I don't want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't. He stinks. I shouldn't say stinks. He's he's a below-average NFL quarterback. He's a perfectly passable backup. He's not the guy you want starting. Like uh, I had no juice on tonight's game. No juice. First preseason game of the year. Well, also because you can watch it. No, but I'm saying like I wasn't even that upset. Once I found out, I couldn't watch it, and I could have. I could have gotten the stream or whatever online. I... Uh, uh, do I really need to see Ryan Fitzpatrick take two series? I know what he is. You had no interest in seeing Bryce Petty? I guess. Not really. He doesn't have a chance to be the starting quarterback this year. I mean, or he shouldn't be. If Bryce Petty has a ton of physical tools. There's a ton I like about his game. I also like his mentality. There's a guy who's not going to get punched in the face by his own teammate. Teammates loved him. Yeah, but he's but the game is way too fast for him. Game right now, way too fast for him. He's a developmental project. He needs two years. I mean, he shock if he plays and starts this year. He shocks the world if he doesn't. You know, if he can is remotely capable. So no, I. Well, I don't no. think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna play. That's not. Well, are you ready for the Rex Grossman era? It's going to be it's the Ryan Fitzpatrick era. That's what it is. It's just so, they're not going to bring Rex Grossman in to start. It's just so stupid. And here's the other hugely stupid part. He he couldn't <clears throat> break his jaw on the first snap of the game tonight. He had to get punched by his own teammate. Yeah. And now well, and now it's LOL Jets again. Same old Jets. Same old Jets, LOL yep. Jets, one of the more embarrassing moments in this embarrassing franchise's history. Like, Yeah, hot fumble. You can't just blow out your knee in game one of the preseason? You can't, right? you got to get punched in the face by your own teammate and have your jaw broken in two places, and it has to have a screw inserted in it. That's what you need to do. Did you see the pictures of IK? Dude, I'm, Gino's lucky he still has a face. Which pictures? That guy's the, the one picture I saw was in his street clothes signing a contract. Yeah. And he looks like Zeus. Remember the wrestler Zeus? Yeah. Wrestler slash actor, let's be fair. Tiny Lister. Tiny Lister, that's right. He looked Tiny, like that. get it? Tiny Lister. I do. See what they do? Right. Pennsylvania Stampede. He was a southpaw. <laughs> Fought out of Philly. Kid Detroit. Um. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a huge man. Why, why couldn't Why couldn't he just hurt himself tonight? Why do we have to do this? Let, let me ask you a question here, please. And this is and this is a very serious question. And I and I I don't want you to be flippant with it. I want you to take a minute to think about it, and and really give me an honest answer. Can he come back to this team? I mean, the plan is that he's going to get his jaw fixed and he's going to come back in six to ten weeks. And if the, if there's a place for him to get back in the lineup. They're going to put him back in. But when you really stop and think about the way this team feels about him and inside that locker room, can he come back at all? 
Where'd you go? Well, there you are. I don't know. I don't know if he can. Right? I mean, that's a, fi- that's a fair question at this point. And also, Ed, what is he yelling? I, I don't know. The sound hound? <laughs> what is the sound hound yelling? I was doing the Sesame Street thing. Near. Far. Oh. <laughs> you were that's, being that's, far. That's funny because that's what I was doing. Exactly what you were doing. No, I, I don't think he... I don't know, Brian. But, it's a, but, it's a, but it, my point is, it's a fair question. It's a totally right? fair question. I mean, we, we have to ask that question right now. Like, what the hell with this guy? There's two, there's, there's two points to that, Brian. One of those points is... Jet fans were celebrating when this happened. Yeah, you're the right. The majority of them were celebrating. IK just saved the season... Now we, you know, have a, Jet fans hate Geno Smith. Hate him. They hate him so much, they want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. They'd rather see and, Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. And, they, and they've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick twice a year for how we've, many years? We've all seen Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they'd rather have him in there. Look, I've seen that guy live so many times against really good Jet defenses. It's a disaster. He's a disaster. Because he... Everybody thinks of like, oh, he's a game manager. And you know why? Because he's a white guy from Harvard. They think he's like an unathletic game manager type quarterback. He's not. He's actually a pretty athletic guy who tries to do things that he can't do over and over again. Tries to make throws that he can't make. He's not Chad Pennington. That's the guy. Everybody thinks he's Chad Pennington. He's not. He's not. No. He's, he's more Rex Grossman. That's what he is. Without without as good an arm, so the the fan base believes that Rex that Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than Geno Smith. Fine, Geno Smith has been terrible for two years. He's had like four good games. I get it. One of them was a perfect game. Yes, but it just so but, happened. But who has a higher ceiling? Well, it's amazing how quickly that game gets discounted, Brian, by Jet fans. It was the last game of the year. Dolphins right, were out of it. Nobody's playing no, for anything. Um, Wait, hold on. The Dolphins were not out of it. They needed to win to get into the playoffs. No, 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 no. That's not what I was told. Oh, because I remember that game. Yeah. And the Dolphins needed it. Dolphins still could have gotten in the playoffs with a win there, but doesn't matter. All that aside, who has a higher ceiling? Geno Smith, by far and away. Clearly. Right. But that doesn't seem to matter to Jet fans. All that matters is we've sucked for 45 seven years. We haven't had a quarterback since Joe Namath. We're entitled to have a quarterback. This guy sucks. He's never going to be good on the team. And now he's done something again or been involved in an event where it makes it so difficult to defend him that I'm not even going to bother. So to get back to your original point, players weren't coming out of the woodwork to defend him. In fact, I didn't hear anybody defend him. I didn't hear anybody defend him. Except Bowles, who kind of said, no matter what he said, he doesn't get deserve to be, you know, doesn't deserve to be punched in the that's, face. Yeah, that's that's as much of a defense that he got from anybody. Yeah, the fan base doesn't want him back. The team doesn't seem to want him back. Although they said great things about him all preseason. I mean, all training camp. Guys, he took steps in his maturity. This that, and that. Well, then what is he doing? Then what are you doing? I mean, he's still a kid. Uh, you know what? That doesn't ring anymore. Well, I'm just he's saying. 20, 24 years old. Come on. Enough. I'm, I'm, 
I'm not saying that he's right. It I'm just saying. It doesn't ring for me anymore. The kid thing doesn't ring for me. I'm not defending him, though. I'm not, I'm, I'm not using it as defense. I'm no, just saying I, you, that you're, you, I, right. he's a 24-year-old guy who's just not mature enough yet. But is he but ever going to be? He sh- but he should be. That's the yeah, point. That's right. And is he ever going to be? And he, well, he's not now. We don't know if he ever will be. And you know what? You haven't done enough on the field that you can get away with being that guy. You know, you haven't done anything on the field so you can get away with being that guy. You can't. It's it's you can't. Yeah, I don't I I don't see I, how he comes back. I don't think he could. Unless they're, you know, 2 and 5 and Fitzpatrick right. has been terrible or worse, you know, they're 2 and 5 and Fitzpatrick got hurt. You know, then he's got to come back. Because then you need him back. Yeah, I don't know. Let me ask you a question, Bry. Why doesn't he get cut? Geno Smith? Yeah, why didn't he get cut for being part of this incident? Because he got punched? Well, yeah. That's, but, I mean, if he got one. if he got in IK's face and he's doing a... Why isn't he cut? He's the quarterback. Why isn't he suspended? He's the quarterback. Yeah. He's not a backup linebacker who's expendable. Yeah, well, not to Rex Ryan. I mean, should we talk about this piece of it? Because yeah, we might as well. I mean, it's it was it was so embarrassingly predictable. Yeah, that he was going to either the Patriots or the Bills the next and, day. Yeah, I didn't see the Patriots. I wouldn't I, see Belichick picking him up. See, I would have. Th- I would have thought that Belichick. Well. I thought maybe Belichick because he likes to tweak the Jets like that. Yeah, but I I don't like I'm gonna I'm gonna grab this guy that you just cut and I'm gonna make him a starter. He's got so much of his own stuff going on right now. Yeah, maybe with Deflate Gate and everything. I think the last the last concern he had, and plus don't forget Rex Ryan's not there anymore. He's got nothing against Todd Bowles. I don't I don't think I, if Rex Ryan was still there and this happens, he picks up IK immediately. But I don't think Belichick has the Belichick has the juice for Rex. Belichick does not like Rex Ryan. He he's also got something in against the Jets too. He no, he always did. Yeah, that's never going to go away. But I don't think he I don't think he's got that same kind of animosity towards Todd Bowles. You know, I I know I, I, I th- the Bills were getting him. There was no doubt. Gwen Stefani, Rocksteady. the whispers. Steady Rock. So stupid though. Like just like so predictable and, and and such a such an a tired Rex thing. Like, come on, really? Is really I mean, we all know this is gonna happen and you're gonna do it the next day. Like he 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 really is a clown, Rex Ryan. And of course he said uh, he said, um, you know, we're pick him up, he can help the football team, blah 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 blah. And of course, you know, well, I'll probably tough. I'll probably get blamed for what happened there. I get blamed for everything with that team still. Mm. Yeah, well, you know what? If the irresponsible shoe fits, wear it. Yeah, how about move on? You're in Buffalo now. Why are you still talking about the Jets? And, again, if you run a team where the inmates run the asylum and there are no rules and guys think they can get away with everything or anything that they want, 
Then you have your quarterback poking his finger in the lineman's face and the linebacker or linebacker's face and linebacker punching him out. From a football standpoint, though, Brian, this is driving me crazy. There's a chance to have a very good offense this year. I don't care who Geno Smith is. Could I just have seen it? Could I just have gotten a chance to see it? I mean, there was no guarantee that he was going to be good. No, of course not. Could I? Could I have seen a quarter? No. Could I have seen Geno Smith in Chan Galley's offense with Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, Jeremy Curley, Jason Morrow, who got hurt tonight, Chris Ivory, Bilal Powell? Could I have seen it for a quarter? Yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been nice to see. Just to see what it looked And that's not even saying Devin Smith. And Awasu, who's flashed. And, you know, a lot of the receivers, you know, uh, um, Inuk, uh, what's his name? Inuqua? Uh, Inua. Inua. Quincy, Inua. Quincy, yeah. Uh, who's, you know, a draft pick that was playing okay. And and Devier Posey. Like, can I just have seen it? So that's what you're frustrated about. I'm frustrated from an X and O stand, X's and O standpoint because there were things I was looking forward to seeing. I think the defense is going to be fine. I know they had a terrible night tonight. I think the defense is going to be fine. Everybody thinks that Mo didn't play. Like, just everybody just relax. Yes, yeah, don't get me started on that. I I have no patience for the overreaction of the first oh. preseason game. It's that it's you, that, that you got that you got to read an exact play by play, and every single play is commented on like it's week eleven of the NFL season. Nice job, Calvin Pryor. I guess you haven't learned to tackle. I mean, come on. Are we doing this? Uh-oh. 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 Uh-oh on the third play. Of, uh-oh. <laughs> the third play of the first preseason game. Get, please, get it. Look, I know we, we know guys that are that are into every single play of the preseason, and, and God bless them, and that's fine. But get, to the other ones that are – the guys that we know that are into every play – they're not overreacting one way or the other. Exactly. They're genuinely interested in watching this and breaking it down. Yep. So we don't mean them. We're talking about everybody that's panicking and same old Jetson because they went three and out in their first series or <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick threw an incomplete pass and, oh, here goes the season. Like, get a grip. Yeah, it's, it's, the over, it's overreaction theater, and it's at its finest, of course, on Twitter. Just from an X's and O's standpoint, Brian, I was really looking forward to uh, to just seeing what you – because this was his last shot. This is it. Yeah, well, if, if that's he can't it. produce this way. But now you know what? Now I'm done with him now. I'm done with him too. Yeah. I'm done with him. And you know what? Everybody I talked to that was a supporter of his is done with him. He, well, you know, there's three of us, right? There's me, you, and, and, and Evan. Yeah. And – Evan's even, you know, Evan's like, how do you defend this guy over and over again? You can't at this point. You can't. And I was willing to give him a shot. Yep. That's fine. They were, they were, like you said, they were building an offense around him and tailoring it to his strengths. Yep. Well, so, you know, DA said it, right? Dobbin said it perfectly on the, on the Turn on the Jets podcast. He's been saying it all off season. That every almost every one of their moves offensively were tailored towards Geno Smith's either weaknesses or strengths. Make his weaknesses better, play to his strength. Devin Smith, long ball, 
Throws a great deep ball. Goes up and gets it. He's the best. They draft Devin Smith. Brandon Marshall, great catch radius. He has trouble with the intermediate throws and his accuracy there. You get Brandon Marshall who can catch a slant that's anywhere around him. We saw it tonight. His first catch. You know, these are all things that they did to to help Geno Smith. And this idiot gets punched in the face. Very frustrating. Let me ask you about Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Because I'm just, I'm curious about how he's going to react to this. Because I know. Brandon Marshall was all in with Geno Smith. All in. And Brandon Marshall, at times in his career, has gone off the deep end a little bit. At times. Yes. He's, he's a little unstable. We'll put it that way. Okay, I'm not, I, 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 he's had issues at different places where he's been. We don't know if they're all 100% his issues. Probably not. He's had well-documented issues in Chicago and with Jay Cutler. Right. I think his issues in the past in Denver and um, Miami uh, were off the field. Right. Well, he also has he also has a history of mental illness. He which has, he was, which uh, he was very forthcoming about. Yep. He's been on the spectrum with bipolar disorder and and right? um, and, and uh, personality disorders and stuff like that. But I'm but I'm talking about in relation to teammates. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm but I'm talking about. Well, he hasn't about... he hasn't been Terrell Owens here. I think I think he gets made no, out no, that no. way. Right, and I and I I know you defend him from that too. And I'm not I'm not accusing him of being a malcontent Terrell Owens type player. But I also think he might be a little sensitive. Where this is now something different for him to get used to. Oh, definitely. And how is he going to react to that? No, he said a big part of you know what, why he was excited about the trade was Geno Smith. They were rooming together, they you know working out together and uh, building a chemistry in training camp, trying to get on the same page. He he was raving about what he had seen in Geno Smith's maturity and stuff. It's 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 bad. Yeah, I mean that's a bad scene, uh, and and I hope he doesn't. Uh, you know, kind of lose it or or you know uh, or make waves. You hope he doesn't. You know, but you don't. And but that, but but again, this is this is the effect that this situation had on the team. Yep. It's not just Geno Smith is out for six weeks. It's now it's affected the entire team. Exactly. It's a very frustrating. It's a it's just a very frustrating situation. And how, and, and how can you and how can you ever be a leader of a team when you've just done something so selfishly? And you've been involved in this, right? That affected the entire team. Your actions affected the entire team. Let me give you an example too, Brian. Like Sheldon Richardson does the insanely stupid thing that he does. A lot of people rushing to his defense on that team. Right. A lot of people saying we got to get him help and we got to get him well as a man and we'll welcome him back when he comes back. And I didn't hear anybody saying that about Geno Smith. Well, it's just talent play into that too. Yeah. Sure, talent, but also, sure, you know, the guy in the locker room. Right. Let me ask you a question. There are a couple of guys that could shake free. Let me give you a couple names. Quarterbacks? Yeah, because they obviously have to add a a veteran here. You can't they're gonna, they're, no, they have to. You can't go into the season with, with Bryce Petty as your backup quarterback. Um, do you like, what if Kirk Cousins shakes free? It's all relative. I like Kirk Cousins. 
in relation to Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I think Kirk Cousins is a little overrated. Okay. But you take Kirk a flyer Cousins there, play right? against, I've seen Kirk Cousins play against the Giants. Kirk Cousins did not cover himself in glory, as you would say. Is he the kind of guy that we have to say his full name every time we say it? Kirk Cousins? If you were looking at a Kirk Cousins, right? He, I feel like he's a uh, guy, too. He's a, a Kirk Cousins. Right. Like a Kirk Cousins. He's a little like a Kirk Cousins. Right. If I was to tell you that a Kirk Cousins was available. Right. If you could bring in a Kirk Cousins. <laughs> right. Would you, would you bring in like, you know, like a Kirk Cousins? How about a Colt McCoy? No. <laughs> he leaves me cold. A, a Colt McCoy. Well, you would bring in a Colt McCoy over Bryce Petty. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. Would you bring in a Rex Grossman? I guess. I mean, that seems to be the way they're they're looking. I would because he's. I I can't have Bryce Petty be a heartbeat away from the presidency. Give me. <laughs> give me a couple of other names. Who well, else? Those are the two big ones that I saw that might shake free. I'd have to take a look. Um, I you, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to shake free. I think you'd have to give up quite a bit to get him. You don't think he has a chance of being cut? I don't. Who else do they have besides Griffin? Uh, let me take a look. Beep beep beep. Boop boop boop. Bop, bop, bop. Oh, Oklahoma, where the kids are. What? Washington, Washington. And while I'm while I'm doing Washington. this, uh, um, while I'm doing this, let me ask you another question. Please. Do you think that this incident, this incident with the Jets, Jawgate, John Mageddon? Right? Are we doing that? <laughs> I I do prefer John Mageddon. I kind of like John Mageddon. Is, I was telling somebody today, you know, it's like embarrassing incidents in the Jets history. Like, like Samini called it one of the more embarrassing incidents. Or no, no, uh, the the kid on Barstool. Oh right. Who's like a Jet fan, but he's like 25. Like, yeah, dude, you, you, this doesn't even crack the top 10. Joe Namath retired from professional football in a tear-laden press conference because they made him give up his nightclub, Bachelors 3, because it was associated, said it was associated with Sam Giancana. The mob. Cried in a press conference because they wouldn't let him keep a nightclub. Retired from football. This is, this is a punch in the face. Now, you you have to go long and deep to yeah. be embarrassing for the Jets. Yeah, you really do. I mean, just I but does this does this cast a pall over the season? It has it has a great potential to do so unless they can stabilize the quarterback position, either with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who plays well in the preseason, or with somebody else they bring in from the outside. 
So the Redskins, and I'm sorry, don't mean to cut you off, but this I remember why. I, was, I wasn't speaking anymore. I thought one of them would get cut. Cousins and McCoy are on the Redskins. Kirk Cousins and Colt McCoy? Right, so it's RG3, Cousins, and McCoy. You figure one, one of them shakes loose. So one of them will shake loose. That's right. right. Okay. That, that well, was my thing. Well, well could, could RG3 shake loose? If he did, I would take him in a heartbeat. You would? Absolutely. Not a fan, but again, when you're talking Ryan Fitzpatrick and Bryce Petty, I would take him in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, you're not seeing much else that might shake loose. One of my buddies said today, uh, or he said yesterday, "How about Ryan Lindley? If like he, if he doesn't make the Patriots?" I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And he hates Geno Smith. So there's there's such. And I'm like, you want Ryan Lindley? Did you see the football game that Ryan Lindley played against the Jets two years ago when Greg McElroy beat him seven? That was the worst quarterbacking I've seen. He set the position back like 10 years. True. He is. I mean, he makes Geno Smith look like Joe Montana. Are you kidding? Come on. Don't bring me Ryan Lindley. Is he available, though? So now what? Steve, now what? Now what do we do with this team? I hate them. You hate them. <laughs> no, I don't hate so them. All that optimism down the toilet because of this? It's not great. <laughs> the optimism's not great. How about a Garrett Grayson? <laughs> they just drafted him. They're not they're not cutting him. You, you just have to see who gets cut. Or you sign Rex Grossman. Boy, Matt Sims would look uh Look pretty, look pretty good in a Jets jersey right now, wouldn't he? No, he wouldn't. He's not good either. He's a better backup than Bryce Petty. He's a little he bit not? Bad. Yeah, he's, Well, he's more proven, at least. We don't know what Bryce Petty is. Yeah. Well, we do know what Bryce Petty is. He's two years away from being a competent quarterback. Right, but yeah, we, don't know what he, we don't know what he is in the NFL world right now. Right. We, we, don't, we don't know. Uh, the odds are he's not ready. Yeah. Let's not get there to find out. Right. This year. Well, let's uh let's let's go to the Mets. So Can you is that it? You just you stop with the right there, hard stop like a telegram? That's it. Geno Smith is out. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Another sad jet season. Stop. Stop. Season ruined before it begins. Stop. Right. Again. God, I hate them so much. I really do. I don't hate them, uh, of course. And and the uh, but the optimism has taken a huge hit. It really has because just Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah, just is. stinks. All I wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick to do was be a guy that like, if Geno stunk, you could go to and it would be competent. I don't want him to be my whole season. I don't want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick start eight games. I really don't. He's going to start one at least. At, at least. At least one. He's going to probably start six. So you you seem to think Geno Smith is going to get that job back when he comes back. It just, is, is that what I'm hearing? It's just like Todd Bowles said. It depends on their record. Yeah, but but what I'm what I'm going to do is put all of the different pieces together that you've dropped 
along Don't the way. Don't you think that Bowles and McCagnan want to be done with this guy? Puzzle. Yeah, well, now they do. Now they do. Of course they do. But if he's the best option, he's got to play. If Ryan, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is as bad as you say he is, oh, and, that's a very, and there's a very good possibility that he is, but if he's as bad as you say he is, they're going to have no choice but to play Geno Smith. They have no choice. Yeah. It's not necessarily that he's... They don't have a puncher's chance. That, wow. <laughs> Pennsylvania Stampede. Yeah, that's what they do. They, I, it's not. It's not even that he's so bad. He just is what he is. Like yeah, he's and, he's and going he to thinks he's going to turn the ball over. He turns the ball over a lot, a lot. Yeah, uh, good deal. A lot. Yep. How many how many interceptions does he have in his career? It's a lot. A lot. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you exactly how many interceptions he has in his career. So I heard the number the other day. And I don't remember what it was, but I remember being incredulous at it. Like, what? Is that, it, he's he's thrown that many? Is it like ninety five? It's not like ninety five. Yeah, it's 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 a ridiculous number like that. I want to say it's a hundred. I'm gonna tell you though. That's a lot for a guy who hasn't started a ton of games in the NFL. I'm gonna tell you exactly how many it was. You ready? You ready? Yes. You want to hear? I'm what? Prepared. You want to know how many? Interceptions of Ryan Fitzpatrick is thrown in his career. I sure do. A hundred and one. How many he, games has he started? Uh, I don't know. I, it's not a hundred. Let's, let's put it that way. It's not a hundred. He has started a hundred. <laughs> He's thrown a hundred and twenty-three inter- hundred and twenty-three touchdowns. A hundred and one intercept. A hundred and one interceptions. This man has thrown. That's a lot. I feel like. How many games he played too? Has he played a hundred games? There's no chance he's played a hundred games. No, he has. Uh, you think? That would be six, that would be how many years of sixteen games? Well, he was a starter. Seven. You know, four years. Seven years of 16 games? Yeah. Oh, why doesn't it total up the games? It totals up every other stats but the games. Are you yelling at your phone right now? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. <laughs> All right. 12, 11, 16, 16, 13, 10, 13. All right, 4, 5, 6, 13, 19. Carry the 2. 49, 42. The Mets are in first place, Brian. 74, First play. 97. He's played in 97 games. He's got 101 interceptions in 97 games. Yep. Yeah, More than good. one a game. That's not good. Sacked 186 times, too. <laughs> that's a lot of sacks. How about that? How about 54 fumbles? So, 54 fumbles, 101 interceptions. That's 155 turnovers. Well, he's only lost 24 fumbles, but still, drops the ball. That's 125 turnovers in 90-something games. Yeah. Not he great. Stinks. He does. He's not good. Did Jason Morrow have to get hurt tonight, by the way? Yeah. Of course, somebody had to get hurt. And could, and do, could they use Cumberland and seven other tight ends other than him more? It was like, I, I, I think I read like Amaro wasn't in the huddle until like the third series. I mean, something's he, weird with him, too. Something's off. Something's right? off. Of course. Hey, let's talk about the Mets. <laughs> let's let's cheer up.
by talking about the Mets. How about that? Words that have not been said often on this program. Can you believe? I mean, we look. We're we are card carrying members of the Kill the Mets Club. That's for sure. <laughs> we are right. Founding fathers. KTMC. Yeah. Kill the Mets Club. KTMC. Yeah. Is that a, is that a station out in uh, Las Vegas? That's, that's right. That's the first radio station in in right. Nevada. KTMC. KTMC. Um. I want to hear what you have to say about this team because I feel like you are, you are eating the ice cream cones and licking the lollipops and riding the bicycles around in a circle, ringing the bell. You're excited. I am. I am. Let's hear it. And don't hold back. Here's the, here's the fascinating thing. And we, we, we talked about it a little bit last week. Here's what's fascinating to me. So they finally did what we had sort of begged them to do for a long time, and now they're having success with it. But that said, it's being managed very well by Terry Collins. Mm. And that is the most, maybe the second most surprising aspect of this. The first surprising aspect is that they made the trade in the first place for Cespedes. And um, I'm not surprised they made the other moves for Uribe and Johnson, but the trade for Cespedes was really the all-in that I was not expecting. Right. So the second biggest surprise is how well Terry Collins is now managing these guys, putting them in the lineup, uh, getting Wilmer Flores in three or four days a week, you know, Ruben Tejada, but not so much Ruben Tejada. You know, uh, still enough, you know, he's still playing three or four days a week. But, you know, Flores will get two days at shortstop. And getting Kelly Johnson in the lineup and Juan Uribe and... And Ligaris. Uh, and Ligaris, you know, getting Ligaris in the lineup. And, and really doing a nice job mixing and matching. Um, it's been great to see this uh, particular homestand, the four-game sweep of the Rockies, uh, after two very difficult losses in Tampa and losing two out of three to the Rays... Is exactly what you talked about, Brian. It's they're playing with a level of confidence right now that we haven't seen in a long time. They're having a lot of fun. The pitchers have seemed to relax into this idea that they're going to get enough runs, but that doesn't mean we can give up runs. So we still want to be fine and we still want to be awesome. And we still want to throw, you know, a shutout every time. I think there was like a week there they were like, oh, you know. I don't have to be as fine or perfect as I've been recently. No, no, I still want to be that fine. But if I do give up two or three runs, I'm, I still have a chance to win. So the pitchers are sort of settling into it. There's a great back and forth with DeGrom and Harvey, I feel like, that um, is good and is healthy. They'll you tell know. you there's not. No, 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 no. There's, Matt Harvey will tell you that there isn't. I don't think there. I don't think it's a conscious thing. I think it's just a. I, I I'm talking about it from a from a um, a production standpoint. There's a great back and forth going going on between them that each guy is going out every time and and sort of continuing to do the same thing that they've been doing. You know, I think it's individualistic because I think both those guys. I don't think they're. I, I'm not saying there's a competition, Bry, or it's like a one-upmanship. They ask. They ask that question all the time. Yeah, no, I'm saying it's a consistency of performance between the two of them. Right. That, like, Harvey Harvey is competing against Harvey. Right. 
And Matt Harvey's going on and being like, I did this. I've done this the last seven starts. I need to keep this up. DeGrom is going against DeGrom, and he's saying the same thing. Like, I've done this for the last seven starts. I want to keep it up. Right. I don't care what Harvey did the night before. That's that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I'm I'm saying this thing going on between them is, can I continue to be awesome myself? So it's not really going on between them. It's all it's it's individual. It, it's not something it, going on between it them. It is. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I phrased it incorrectly. What I meant was, it's going on with the two of them. Right. With both guys. Both guys to me are doing a similar thing where they're competing with themselves. Like right. every time out, if Degrom gives up a run, he's not pissed off that Harvey didn't. He's pissed off that he didn't last time. Right. Right. And then you know Syndergaard with the outing today, which was a gutty effort. He didn't have his best stuff. He came off a rough outing against the Blue Jays, and he just settled down, pitched to a lead, pitched to contact, retired. Yeah, but when? But you know what? That bring brings back your point. When did he settle down in this game? When, when they got the lead. Down? Right. When they got a six-three lead. When he had a three-run lead. When he had a one-run lead, he still wasn't settled down. He was still struggling in the beginning. Then yep. they got a three-run lead, and he completely settled in and retired nine in a row. Yep. And he and and that's where he sort of says this game is over. Right. So, look, I said this to you the other day. I stick by it. You made the brilliant point of before this series, and you said no, it was. It was. This is the time for them to make hay. This is the time. The Nats are on a tough 10-game road trip uh, on the West Coast. The Mets uh, um, are, have the Rockies, who are a bad team. They have the Pirates coming in, but the Pirates coming in off a rough series with the Cardinals, and also they're missing Garrett Cole. They're missing Francisco Liriano. There's a, and they're, the Mets are fantastic at home, Brian. They're, they're as good at home as they've, as they've ever been in their history. Oh, I mean, what are they, like 42-18 and 18 at home or something ridiculous? Yep. So uh, there's a very good opportunity for them to grow that lead. And they have. You know, in they that have. in that four-game series, they grew the they grew the lead two games. Games or seven games in the last two weeks. Yep. It's a lot of ground to pick up in a short amount of time. And there's confidence there. You can yeah. see it. You can see confidence on the on the bench. You can see God, and they kept Conforto and sent Campbell down. That was that was an important move. It was a big. Made. I think that was a big statement to the team too. And he had two hits today. Yep. And a walk. That was a big statement to the team to say, "Look, best twenty-five guys are going to be here." And right now, Conforto is a better baseball player than Eric Campbell. And he yes. helps us. He helps us more than Eric Campbell does. Right. And so they kept right. the kid there. Um, I thought I thought that was uh, great. I've I've loved the, they they're so enjoyable to watch, Brian. We've we've wanted this for years. We've wanted them to be a, a competitive team. We knew that if they made certain changes, they would be. And lo and behold, they are. But like I said to you the other day, I think I said it to you yesterday, after last night's win. They're not better than the Nats. But this team, as currently constituted, is pretty good. It's a pretty good team. It's a pretty versatile, solid team with exceptional pitching. Yeah, on paper, they're not better than the Nats. But, no. you, don't, but you can't – they don't play the games on paper. And, and Whoa, teams, cliche alert. Whoa, woo, woo, woo. 
Gong, 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 gong. Top five answers on the board. Give me your three best <laughs> sports cliches. What are your best your pants down? <laughs> your five best sexual innuendo sports cliches. <laughs> Come up big, Dick. Never forget Dick Schofield. Remember when the Mets got Dick Schofield? Yeah. So me, K-Mac, and my brother were at his first game. Day they traded for him, and he's playing. And in our adolescent glory, I think I was like 17, probably, right? Probably 17, 18 then. Came in 92 or something. Right. We were obsessed with the name Dick. And just having a party with, come on, Dick. Come up big, Dick. Right up the box, Dick. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. We're, we're we're doing all these innuendo cheers. Terrible. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the crowd around you love that. They uh, the children really yeah, appreciate it. got a kick out of that. The two nine year olds that were sitting next to us. That was also the game where I caught a foul ball. We were in the upper deck, right? We moved down behind home plate to the mezzanine late. Bobby Bonilla hit a grand slam in that game, by the way. Wow. It was against the Giants. Sid Fernandez was pitching. And we moved down to like the first row of the mezzanine behind home plate because there were open seats. And that's you could do that at Shea, like late innings. And there was a family like right behind us. <laughs> and we... Just sat down, and Kurt Manwaring hits a foul ball straight back. Kurt Manwaring. And me and McWalters and my brother are all going for the ball, like really roughing each other up. This ball would have landed like in the nine-year-old's lap had we not sat down right in front of them. And Gott put his uh, hand up, my brother, and he knocked it down, and then I caught it going back over the rail. Right? And so we sat That was the first ball I ever – it's the only ball I've ever caught live at a game. I've caught batting practice balls. And uh, we're going nuts, and we're celebrating and stuff. The look on their faces behind us. <laughs> they were so pissed off. That's great. They'd been sitting there. The kids had their gloves and stuff, like sitting there all game waiting for a foul ball. We sit down and like the second pitch. It's terrible. And I would have given it to the kid. I really would have, except I had never caught a ball at a game before. So you would not have given it to him. Oh, I kept it. Yeah. And you were a 17-year-old kid making fun of the name Dick. That's correct. Having you, a party. Weren't, you weren't giving a kid a ball. Having a party with Dick. Having a party. The um, yeah. So they're not better than them on paper, but they are a good team. This is a good team. This is a competitive team. We talked yeah, about it. But the point is, it's not about it's not about the team on paper because this is a team that's sort of coming together at the right time, and the Nationals seem to be having some problems. Right, but there's a talent issue that was there, Brian, that they've addressed. Like a major league talent issue. Right. Right. And so they are now a competitive team because they have major league talent. And also, you're absolutely right. There's a chemistry there that seems to be building. Guys seem to be like each other, playing for each other, playing 
a little better baseball. I hate saying that. But again, when you see Juan Uribe come up in a big spot and you're on second base, or you see Danny Muno come up in a big spot and you're on second base, you know what's going to happen. Poor Danny Muno is going to be such a symbol of the early part of the season. Well, he should be. Like that's he should be because he had no business being in the major leagues. It's like, but it's not. But it's not his fault. Except for stubbornness of the front office. And you no can't blame it on Danny Muno. Now, do you... Muno? Isn't Muno like in... Uh, Danny Muno. Isn't that one of the characters in... Uh, what's that kid show? The Goonies? No. The Goonies? No. What's that kid show? The Goonies? That was a movie. Yeah, that's a movie. Almost, Almost always. No, what's the the kid show? Not what's Teletubbies, but the uh Oh come on. Oh Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo Gabba Gabba. Mooney. 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 <laughs> Muno. Muni. <laughs> Scott Muni. <laughs> You're listening to one oh two point seven. NEW. KDMC. KTMC. Kill the Mets Club. Kill the Mets Club, kill the Mets Club, kill the Mets Club, kill the Mets. That's our uh, theme song. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, though. David Wright. Ooh, I'm glad you went there. Did something happen? No, go on, because I, I have a point about this. I really want him to be a part of this. I know you do. I know you do. Doesn't he deserve that? Hasn't he, he been a good soldier? Deserve, Doesn't he deserve to be sure in a pennant he, race? Sure he has. Of course he has, but not at the expense of this team. If he comes back and he goes over 20, he can't play. I, am I saying he should play if he's over 20? Can't play. Can he at least have the opportunity, though? Of course and why are, we, why are we thinking he's going to go over 20? Or did I say that he was going to go over 20? You seem to imply that. I did not. <laughs> that was the implication. No. No. Kill the Mets Club, kill the Mets Club, kill the Mets Club, kill the Mets Club. <laughs> Look, David Wright comes back. He plays third base right away. I agree with that. But if he's not hitting, they've got a lot of options that they yeah, can put in there, absolutely. and it doesn't hurt them. And that, and that was really the point, going back to what you said, how they have all these major leaguers here. You're going to have David Wright in the lineup. You're going to have guys like Juan Uribe. Uh, Kelly Johnson, they're going to be on the bench, coming off the bench. Yeah. They're going to really? be on the bench, coming off the bench. <laughs> At some point, they would have to come off the bench uh, if they were on it. They're on the bench, right. Yes. But, the, but that's the point, is that these are major league ball players. But that's what a good team has. I know. <laughs> that's what I can't get past. Right. I, can't, I, I, can't, I cannot get past the fact that they didn't have these guys for half a season, yeah. that they were content to roll out Scott Muni and uh, <laughs> uh, er, 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 Earl Campbell, Kirk Neuenweiss, <laughs> Eric Campbell. Kirk Neuenweiss? Uh, uh, Edelweiss? <laughs> Johnny Manel. Sound of Music? And the Drifters. <laughs> Johnny Manel and the Drifters, by the way, is the greatest thing you've ever said. Right, Johnny Manel and the Drifters. Johnny Manel was not—he was awful. Let's welcome to the stage 
And they're playing on a bill with Dion and the Belmonts. Johnny Manel and the Drifters. Do-wop, do-wop, do-wop. Do-wop, kill the match club. Do-wop. Johnny Manel and the Drifters. He's either got to be Johnny Manel and the somebody's. He's either got to be Johnny Manel and the somebody's, or he's just got to change his name to Johnny Manelli. Johnny Manelli. Johnny Manelli. One or the other. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite thing. I mean, the, the people that they they Oh. It was embarrassing. David Wright needs to come back and be a part of this. He make will it, be. Make it happen. Okay. Don't worry about it. He'll be back. Okay. That operative word being back. I, I guess. The Nats are uh, the Nats are losing two to one in the fourth inning yeah, right now. But they're but they're threatening. It's early. It's first and third with one out. So yes. the Nats are going to win, and they'll be three and a half back. Right. Which so, is that's fine. exactly where we wanted them. I said, I've I have been championing this theory. You've been wearing a champion sweatshirt. An oversized champion sweatshirt. With the neck and the sleeves cut off. You've been wearing a Benetton sweatshirt? Benadryl. Benadryl sweatshirt? Wildly unpopular. I don't know why. Hey, listen. I promote it. It's a good product. Puts you to sleep when you don't need to be. Yeah, it does. Helps with the allergies, too. But the whole point is I've been been championing the cause that the Mets are going to win the division now. Right. I think. I think this is the opportunity for the Mets to take advantage of a weak schedule, of a tough schedule for the Nationals, and the momentum going in both in opposite directions, right? Mm-hmm. That, that I, I think that the Mets need, need to get a five- or six-game lead now. They need to build that cushion now. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's a... I think there's a I totally agree. I think there's a very steady confidence building in this team, though. I really do. And this Pirates weekend, I am extraordinarily interested in. Pirates weekend? Pirates. <laughs> this Pirates weekend, everybody's... Uh... Dressing up as a pirate. Uh, no, I, I'm just... I'm I'm very interested in these three games with the Pirates. Pirates are, are one of the best teams in the National League. If not, you know, probably the second best team in the National League. They are a, uh, you know, they they play with a lot of juice. They play with a lot of enthusiasm. They, you know, they're everybody kind of likes that team. Let's see it. Let's see them come into City Field, and they've handled the Mets pretty well. Let's see them come into City Field. Right. Yeah, you, know, you got Nice and Cologne in that series, but still. I'm nice. curious to see. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. Nice has been pitching well. Nice has pitched well. Credit where credit is due. I insist. Now, the uh, let's uh, you want to wrap up baseball with uh, one more thing with quick hits. Quick hits. This week Rob, in baseball's twib notes. You want to go around the diamond? We could go around the horn. We could go uh, run down the lineup. We could just, uh, get in the rundown. Get in the rundown. <laughs> get in the rundown. The pickle. Why would you want to do that? The pickle with Callan and Pete. What, I'm sorry. What, what did you want to wrap Why up? Why doesn't anybody call it a pickle anymore? You never hear that anymore, right? You don't hear it. Nope. 
If you ask a kid what a pickle is, he'd laugh no at you. Idea. He'd, he'd have no idea. Baseball-wise, he he would probably know what yeah. comes with his his burger. Right. You like pickles? Love them. Do you really? Love them. So yeah. do I. So yeah. do I. Adore Love. them. Do Not, you... Go ahead. I was going to say, do you go to the pickle guy like at the feast? Yeah, of course. Where will you dance? Uh, half sour. Will you do a garlic? Sure. How about a jalapeno? Yeah, too hot. <laughs> I'll do a dill. So will I. Love the dill. Kosher dill or Polish dill? Like them both. Hmm. Got to pick uh, one. Gun bread. to your head. Uh, kosher. All right. Bread and butter? Nah, too sweet. Really? Yeah, don't like them. My mother-in-law makes them. Makes her own. Wow. She makes dill. She makes bread and butter. She makes makes bread and butter on a sandwich is good news though. Yeah, too sweet though. I don't like it. Don't like it on a sandwich. All right. Dill pickles though. We'll I we make burgers in the house. Right. We slice up some pickles on the plate. The kids eat the pickles. They don't eat the burger. Wesley loves pickles. Just loves them. Like when we go to the diner and they put the Jackson pickles Hole. Out. Yeah, Jackson Hole. Oh my God, that's, that's, that's where part you, of Jackson Hole. That's where he first had them. Yep, and they put those pickles. Those are ice cold. Those pickles. They're they're right out of the Arctic. They're right, Arctic they're crisp. They're Arctic char, yeah. without a doubt. I uh, I have no, I have not met a pickle I I don't like. I haven't met a pickle that I don't like, but I obviously prefer some over the others. Sure. Do you like the stackers? I like stackers. Yeah, I don't know. The plastic stackers, like yeah. on a sandwich? I love the idea. They're an odd shape, though. But see, I like that. They lay down nice on a sandwich. I think my problem is I don't use pickles on a sandwich that much. Oh. I usually don't put pickles on a sandwich. I love pickles on a sandwich. I love pickles on a burger. I love it. Burger. What kind of sandwich you put pickles on? I will do a ham, just a straight ham, cheese... Ham and cheese with mustard. And pickles. And then the stacker pickles, like stacked up nice. Right on top. There's an art form, obviously, to making a sandwich. Of course. Um, and it depends on what bread you're using. Are you using a roll? Are you using a hero? Like, Well, the stackers go nice on a hero. They, go, they But you know what? They go nice on, like, not white bread, but, like, you know, you get that 12 grain, like that nice thick 12 grain. Arnold brick oven? The Arnold brick oven you could go. Sure. But the stackers work beautifully on that, because you got to go. Do you go meat, cheese, meat on that sandwich? On so if you're going with the the twelve grain Arnold <laughs> for a deli owner, it's a rave. <laughs> what was that bread? Uh, was the uh, the rye bread? Yeah, the rye. The, the wasn't the beefsteak rye? Was it? No, it wasn't. Oh, it was on. It was. It was. Um, uh, from a deli owner, that's a rave. <laughs> we are referencing Comedy Bang Bang and the brilliant Paul F. Tompkins doing Werner Herzog, talking about a commercial from the '80s that we all remember. Oh, I can't remember the name. What of was the show. bread? That we all remember, but we can't remember the name of the bread. Right. But anyway. Do you go so if you're going with like a say you're going with a beef steak rye, yeah, 
Do they even make that anymore? Of course they do. Oh, okay. Of course. Very good. Still. Um, this is going to lead us right into a beautiful fun load about bread. Should we uh, jump into the fun? Should we finish sports and jump in? Let's finish sports. Okay. I'm going to hold my question. But we're going to go back to this. Yeah. Because I, I, I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> we all do. The, I, I only have one more thing on the Mets, and that is they have um, – I was looking at their schedule coming up, the Nats schedule coming up. Um, the Nats have like, I think, 12 games or, or something like that. Like the, Or the Mets have 12 games, the Nats have 11. But the Mets uh-huh. have like 12 games in like 14 days because they have two off days. Next week they get two on Monday and Thursday. They're off. Right. So if you if if the Mets just go eight and four, just <laughs> no no I'm saying the Mets go eight and four of that time they're playing the Orioles and then the Phillies, and then the Rockies again. Right, and then the Rockies again. Okay, so you, you're not playing anybody great there. If you could go eight and four, you counting the Pittsburgh series? Yeah. So three, so three against Pittsburgh, yep. two against Baltimore. Yep, that's five. Three against Philly, eight. and four against Colorado. Correct. No, okay. three against – it's four against Philly, I feel uh, three, like. Okay, and three against Colorado. And okay. Three against Colorado. That's 12, but they're all on the road except for the Pittsburgh games. Yes. The Phillies are on the road? Yeah, because it's Baltimore, Philly, Colorado. So maybe the Mets have 11 games. That's it. It might be three, two, three, three. I'll tell you. You ring that up? Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what it was. Okay. Schedule. Here we go. Two, three, four. Three, two, three, four. Four games against Philly. Okay. So three against Pittsburgh on the road, two in Baltimore, three in Colorado, four in Philly. That's right. Okay. Okay. That is a total of 12 games. Yep. Okay. Over and I, and I said I said eight and four there. You want eight and four there? Yes. I'm gonna say, if I look at this realistically. Beep 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 boop boop boop. Bop, bop, give me bop. seven and five. I'll take seven and five out of this. Okay. All right. They go seven. So if they go seven and five, Washington during that same time frame has four against the Giants on the road. Then they have they have a bit of an easy portion there, but they have I think seven road games. I'm going to tell you, we're going to do this. We are doing it. There's no reason not to. No, we're going to do it right from now. a deli owner that's a rave. Over the next over those same that same time frame, and what we should probably do is extend it out to that weekend also. So let's go. The Mets have three against Pittsburgh. Two against Baltimore, mm-hmm. three against Colorado, four against Philly, home for three against Boston. Okay, so that's 15 games. Let's look at those games. Let's look at 15 games. Okay? 15 games? Yeah, uh, that's where I want to go with this because that's going to take us right up to the end of August. 15 games. Okay? Okay. All right, so you, I gave you who the Mets are playing in those 15 games. Yes. Right? I, want, I, want, I would like to see nine and six out of those 15 games. I want 10 and 5. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's Washington. Washington's 4 in San Francisco, 3 in Colorado, and then home, 3 against Milwaukee, 3 against San Diego, 3 against Miami. Right. 
we've been talking about this run that we're afraid Washington has coming. If they're going to get it, it's then. I feel like it's then. I feel like it's then. And I feel like you go two, four, six, eight. They're going to go, they're going to go four, seven, ten. They're going to go ten and six minimum. Right. Over those next four, 16 games. Probably 11 and five. Probably 11 and five. Could go 12 and four. Could. They go 12 and four and the Mets go nine and six. You're still in first place. Still in first place by game. Yep. But my but my whole thing is I do not want those three games at the end of the season to mean anything. Right, and and that's going to be the real trick. Isn't and that's it? why and that's why they need to make their ground right now. It's like imperial entanglements. That's the real trick. That's right. That's and right. it was it was for Levy's Jewish rye. Levy's. Yeah. It makes a nice sandwich. A nice sandwich. You don't have to be Jewish to enjoy Levy's real Jewish rye bread. There it is. And from a, from a deli owner, an actual, that's a rave. An actual commercial that started with, you don't have to be Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> and that got on the air. I, oh, have yes. it. I have the copy, boys. We start with this. Open on a deli. Voiceover comes in and says, you don't have to be Jewish. <laughs> that reeks of class. It should have been cut right there. Cut. Um, right. We can't. That's not. You can't say that. <laughs> it makes a nice sandwich. A nice sandwich. A nice sandwich. From a deli owner, that's a rave. <laughs> I love it. All right, so should we go right to the fun load? We good? Yep. Yep. It's been... One week, it's a at me. It's time for the RTU Fun Load with uh, me, Cal, and the Soundhound. Uh, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a hodgepodge. We started something uh, pretty hot. It's gonna be spectacular, guys. Soundhound, he's here. You guys, it's gonna be a best final ever. <laughs> um, we started something there, PJ, that we need to finish. Cal and I, our egos right. writing checks that our body can't cash. It was it was bread, but it was more. How do you build a sandwich, right? So I want to I want to take Cal back to uh, back to his childhood. I want to take Cal back to a few <laughs> moments ago. Do you go? Here is my very simple question. You have that uh, that great Levy rye. You have two slices of that. How are I got you, a I got a go to sandwich that I can I can break down for you. Well, how are you building that sandwich? Gonna break Can he have the rye though? Because you have to be Jewish. You don't have to be you Jewish. The commercial, the commercial. Oh, oh, that's right. That's, that's right. You that's don't right. have to be Jewish. All right. right. All right. That's then right. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> go ahead, Cal. Break it down. So I break it down. This is the sandwich I make. Let's go inside the numbers. 
inside the numbers. You got your two pieces of bread. I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna put some mustard on both both sides of the bread. Okay, that's how it starts. We going yellow mustard or spicy goldens? Yeah, I'm gonna go yellow. Wow. I'm a little bit of a of a well panty, panty waist. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really. Like are you going? Are you going French? So you're going French is yellow. I'm gonna go French is yellow. All right, sir. On both sides of the bread. All right. It's a vinegary mess. My God. I agree. Yeah. If now let me, here's here's the <laughs> option. If oh. I have, if I have an olive spread available. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Back up the truck, buddy. On the rare occasion. Please define olive spread. Tapenade. It comes in a. A it's tapenade. Like a tapenade. It comes in a jar. It's a spread. Black olive. Black olives. That's all. It's probably black and green olives. It's spread. I love, I love everything here, but it's got to be a tamponade. Sorry. It's a. It's a spread. It's like a. It's spreadable. I could spread it on a whole piece of bread. Spreadable olives. Yeah. What a country we live in. Yeah. So if I have that available, I'm gonna put that on too. But uh, how are we built on top of the mustard? No, on the other why side. Why not just why not just keep on it side. on you, Cal? So it's always available. <laughs> <laughs> we have some on hand. It doesn't last, Pete. Is that a holster? You <laughs> wear it on your belt. Absolutely. Right. Okay, so if the olive tamponade is available, that's going to go on one side of the bread, and, and the, the mustard is going to go French on, the, is other on the other. Right. If there's no olive tapenade available, French is on both. both sides. Okay. Right. Okay. So now I got the bread. I got the base built. We're going to go three slices of deli ham. Okay. All right. Thin? Thin slice. Very animated, Steve. Of course. It's amazing. I, I, deli. I'm, doesn't I'm have to. so hungry. Just listening to this. Go on. Listen to this. It doesn't have to be boar's head. It doesn't have to be any. It doesn't have to be Virginia ham. Give me what's cheap, what's on sale at your deli. What do you got? What's 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 uh you know uh, four ninety nine for a pound? What do you got? Give me three slices of that. All right. Which side is it going on? If you have a, if you have the olive situation. On the olives. On the, on olive the olives. Side. All right. Yeah. Mustard always is the top bread. Always. It's <laughs> the topper. Yeah, always. Mustard closes. Okay, got it. All right. Um, three slices of uh, deli ham. I'm going to go two slices of Munster cheese. Oh, boy. On top That's of the right. ham. On top of the ham. We've already, okay. we, we had discussed Munster in the past. Yeah. Sure. We've, we've, done our, we've done our cheese show. All right. We're going to go three slices of uh, Deluso Genoa salami. Oh, my goodness. On top of that. I did not see that coming. Three slices of Deluso Genoa salami on top of that. Wow. And then we're going to finish it off with four slices of Boar's Head bologna. <laughs> what? First of all, who's your doctor? <laughs> I don't do this often, mind you. Oh. Let me, I have all a couple right. of things here. And then I'm going to put the, and then I'm going to put, and then I'm going to put, Roasted red peppers on top. I forgot about the roasted red peppers. On top of the bologna. On top of the bologna. And then the peppers mustard and slice olives. goes on top. If the olives are around, yeah. And then the and then the if mustard. You had no olives. Well, if you had no olives, would you go for the peppers always? 
Oh, or pepper always. One yeah. for the other. No, no, no. The, pep, the red peppers are always on. And you were very brand specific with your salami and your bologna, and yes. not with your ham. Right. It's by design. By design. So you go up to the deli counter and you say, "Whatever ham you got, let's do it. Let's dance." Always, always in this order: half a pound of boar's head bologna, half a pound of Deluso Genoa salami, <laughs> half a pound of your deli ham. And then half a pound of the Munster cheese. Any brand. Whatever's on sale. Give me the Munster cheese that's on sale. All right. Um, PJ dropped his canteen. And I always do it in that order because (laughs) I I know know they're going to do the the meats first, then they're going to go to the cheeses. And I don't want them to bounce back and forth. They don't like that. They get annoyed. They that's do. Like a ro- that's a rookie move. That when is you a ask very... for the bologna, then the cheese, <laughs> then back to the ham. They roll their eyes. They don't like they that. They do. I, uh, wow. That's how I, it goes. Now, now, last, last part of this. Last part of this. We're talking about Levy's Deli Rye. Yes. Which is great. Which is great. But this works best on an Italian hero. Okay. Well, Clearly. That's that's the preferred bread for this sandwich. Wow. We'll call it the cow. Call it whatever you want. It's delicious. <laughs> I don't do it very often. Cow. Yeah, it's it's a cheap sandwich. It's nice. That's not a cheap sandwich. Yeah, it is. Sounds very how tasty, m- though. How much is a half a pound of Boris at bologna? Three ninety-nine. Oh, that's not bad. If that, yeah. I haven't bought bologna, maybe ever. I get boards at bologna for three ninety nine. And yet, in my in my house, in my house, my whole life. Yeah, growing up, right. Here's the here's the best part about this. Nobody else in my family eats cold cuts. Are you serious? Yeah. So I I buy all this stuff. Nobody eats it. Then I got to eat it. See, but the girls don't eat cold cuts. They don't eat cold cuts. Ah, that's rough. Bologna, that's the only rough. cocoa that will spark in the microwave, by the way. Yes, that's right. Uh, that's not true. I have had what ham I've I have had it. ham spark on me. Oh, you've had ham spark, okay. I have had ham why? spark. Why are you putting cocuts in the microwave? Sometimes I like a hot sandwich. I had just what heard you? a rumor. I just... <laughs> I was just somebody, purely science. Somebody told me that in eighth period. The um Dill pickle on the side. On the Dill side? Pickle. Dill pickle on the side. Yeah, we're not Here. animals, right. And, a, and maybe a handful of chips. Maybe. We'll see. They're available. This is, I, I love everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm going to rename the sandwich. What do you want to call it? The sandwich? Sodium cow. <laughs> sodium cow? This is a sodium cow. <laughs> PJ, give me yeah, yours. Cow's making a sandwich. He's making the sodium. <laughs> Soundhound. <laughs> Soundhound Studios. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Peach, give me yours. Now, are we talking about just sandwich making technique or the, or, cold, or the best? Cold cuts. Uh, cold cuts, how you building it. Well, but yeah, we want, I want to know the sandwich and how you build it. Because the build is big here. All right. I prefer pumpernickel rye pretty much all the time. You prefer rye well, all the time. Pumpernickel. Yeah. By the way, the, the, the name of this segment is Between the Crusts. 
potato. Between the slices? No, it's between the crust. All right. All right. I will Slice not allow life. between the slices. <laughs> yeah, he's very strict sometimes as a producer. <laughs> That's the pizza uh, uh, segment that we do. Between the slices. In, between the slices. In lieu, if there is no pumpernickel rye available, I will also accept an onion roll. Pumpernickel right. rye is very specific. Are I you about the rye, rye swirl? Here, sometimes they we've call it talked, rye swirl. We, 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 we've talked about this before. I feel like we've talked about this before. The pumpernickel rye. And it being, are you brand specific with it? I'll get a Levy's. I'll get a Arnold. But tell me how you're building the sandwich. This is the most important thing. What are you wearing? Uh, I, I like. Uh, <laughs> Who are you wearing? <laughs> Generally, I'm wearing uh, Croft and Barrow shorts from Coles with the electric fat boy waist. Elastic fat boy, not electric. <laughs> electric fat boy. Elast- <laughs> the elastic fat boy waist. Wait, I want those pants. <laughs> the, that, wait a minute, that was No Doubt's album, Electric Fat Boy. Electric Fat Boy. Electric I, like, uh, I, li- I like moisture on a sandwich. Mm. So I will put I will put uh, mustard on one side. I will put mayo on the other slice of bread. I will put mustard on one slice of bread. I will put butter on the other slice of bread. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Top and bottom. Oh yeah! I, I what? You don't? But you have you never buttered a cold cut sandwich? Nope. Never. Never. Never thought. Oh never thought to. Never even crossed my mind. Butter only goes on one sandwich, my man. Egg sandwich. That's it. And a grilled cheese. And a grilled cheese. Yes, I apologize. Two sandwiches. My <laughs> way you said and a grilled cheese so matter of factly. And a grilled and cheese. And a grilled cheese. Well, because when you said one sandwich, right. I just assumed you were and a grilled cheese. <laughs> right. My and Finnish heritage uh, mother. My mother of Finnish heritage uh, w- would uh, make me ham sandwiches with on buttered white bread with uh, a slice of lettuce. That, that sounds my... delicious. Yeah, it was. Oh, did you and, just uh, say buttered Olaf bread. it was? Uh, Olaf it was. <laughs> Electric waistband. And... Uh, buttered bread is also good under some uh, liverwurst. Excellent. The liverwurst controversy we've talked about before. Um, yeah, the, the only person who eats it uh, that I've ever known in my life is my mother. Um, I think she's insane. You you have to understand. I don't mean I don't mean to interrupt your 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 cold cut. We're we're gonna get back to you in a second. You have to understand the amount of cold cuts that were in that little pull-out drawer in my refrigerator growing up at any given time. Mm. It was heavy. Hard it to pull out. staggering. Yeah. I can name you seven active cold cuts. That's what my mother would shop for. Sure. And at any given time, you would have all seven active rotational cold cuts in there at your disposal. I give you the seven. I, kinda, I give you the seven. I feel, but I feel like between like 1975 and 1989, parents of that generation felt it was their responsibility. Yep. 
to have tons yes. of cold cuts because those were the cold cut years. Those were those were the cold cut years. Everybody was eating sandwiches. It was yeah. crazy time. There were no True. lunchables yet. There no. was no lunchables yet. And the, you the didn't pro- have hot lunches, that's for sure. You also didn't have the processed stuff. You didn't have like the Hillshire Farms or the you know you didn't have that processed stuff. You if you got cold cuts, you got them from the deli counter, mm-hmm. and you went all in. I can give you the seven the seven meats that were in my refrigerator at any given time. Can we guess them? Please. All right, let's guess them. Let's guess them. Ham. Yes. Bologna. Rose Always and 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 wait, hold, slow down. Always boar's head for almost everything except bologna. Wait, I might be wrong there. It might be ham. We might have done the ham thing too. Okay. Okay, so uh the first one up was uh what did you we say? Said ham, we said bologna. Ham and bologna. That was yes. a parent's responsibility too. If you loved your kid, you sprung extra for the for the boar's you head. Got, you got boar's head, right. Right. It was almost ham. considered health food. Ham and bologna, yes. PJ, did you say roast beef? I said roast beef. On occasion, not a staple. So not one of the seven. Not one of the seven, but if there was if there was an eight, that's an eight. Salami. Yep. Which kind? The Genoa. Yeah. Genoa? No hard salami? No hard salami. Well, we had sticks and sticks of hard salami. I'm, t- I'm <laughs> saying the sliced Genoa boar's head sliced. Genoa salami. Right. Turkey. Okay. Yep. Chicken roll. Nope. Good guess, though. You just uh, said one. We just said one. That's controversial. Olive loaf. Olive loaf, yes. That's five. Mortadella. Nope. On occasion. Gabagool. On occasion. That's not a staple. Well, oh, well, what did we just say? We said... Um, liverwurst. Liverwurst, right. Yep. That's six. Hambaloni. Nope. Good call, though. What are we missing, PJ? You're missing one that also comes in stick form. Sandwich my mother would pepperoni? Get... Yeah, that's right. You would have sliced pepperoni? That's right. Wow. It came in sandwich, sandwich slices pepperoni. if you look yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's, wow. Yep. The pepperoni sliced thin for a sandwich. So you could make an Italian. Y- you sure could. Right. Oh, that's great. No cheese? Oh, but <laughs> that's, that's not even true to account the cheese. <laughs> you kidding that's just the meats, I'm sorry. Right. That's just those are your seven meats. The seven families. Roast beef roast beef was uh, an eighth. It was like Pete Best. It was like a fish <laughs> beetle. Yeah. You had um uh, you would get that every once in a while. You would have you know, it would depend on what my mother had. But those seven were in my refrigerator at all times. Yeah, it was insane. That's why you could make a sandwich and have a party. You, sure could. you could have a different sandwich every day. And we did. Cheese-wise, you had the sliced American yellow. You had uh, provolone. You usually had three cheeses at any given time sliced. You had uh, provolone. Uh, uh, always yellow American. No, you would have a, a Munster or you would have a Swiss. Mm-hmm. My mother... 
as do I, loves cheese. Never cheddar, ever. Never? Nope. And I, I can't tell you guys how much cheddar cheese I eat. Can't tell you. Currently? Yep. Adore it. Uh, back to your sandwich, Peach. How are we building it? Give me the build. Give me the build out. Give me the, let me right. get a schematic. Um, right. So let, so uh, so I've slathered something on the bread, whatever it might be. But uh, my bread's always wet. Well, it's, but that's bed. important, though. I mean, if you're going mayo and butter, what meat goes where? Well, I don't really, I don't usually combine mayo and butter, but I will, I, I will combine mayo and. <laughs> yeah, we're not. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I'll so do, mayo, I'll do on, mayo on, the side, on the bottom, Dijon on the other, Dijon on Dijon on the top. Yeah. Are you grateful? I like dry sandwiches. I don't know how he chokes them down. That's un-American. Only, only eats dry sandwiches. Is he a communist? <laughs> he leans. He leans. <laughs> All right. So uh, you got Dijon A's underrated. I agree. Cal, uh, if I if I remember, yeah. I will take uh, my pepper grinder. And I will grind Put it right on the sandwich. A little, <laughs> little salt and pepper right into the right into the mustard. Oh, I love that. Ooh. So it's Wait, we, let's yeah. get. Can we get? Are you a spicy mustard? Or are you going French's? Either like a gray poupon Dijon or the uh, like the the country mustard where it's like got that mustard seeds floating in it. Right. It's like it's pouring pebbles on your bread. <laughs> did you ever have the did you ever have the uh The Kosciusko? That's good deli mustard. Never had that. Oh, the you wouldn't like it, Cal, because you don't like the too, spicy. Too spicy, yeah. Yeah. But th- that's but that one's got like the seeds where you feel like you're chewing on a tree a little bit. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, but, oh, it's, but it's mustard. I'd be in for that. Yeah. yeah. It's good. That's good Send deli mustard. Send me some of that. Okay, so you got your mustard, you got your uh, Dijonese on the other side. Build mm. it. Okay, I will usually. Now I I'm not I'm not uh, uh, like the kind of guy who always reaches for the same sort of deli meats. I'll go for anything. Whatever's in the fridge is great with me. Is it roast beef and turkey? Well, then I'm having roast beef and turkey. If there's bologna, chicken roll, and you know, like head cheese, fine. Let's just, we're gonna put it together. We're gonna find a way to make it all work. <laughs> so I don't I don't have like a go-to sandwich, but I just have a method, which is I like to put uh, the bread goes against the I'm sorry the meat goes against the spreads, and the cheese is in the center. Yeah, I think that's American. That's the common right cheese in the middle. I it's no. funny because I know no. a ton of people who build build a big pile of meat and then a che- and go cheese on cheese top goes on top. But I don't no. like that because I because the if you have like I do slippery bread, it slides right off the cheese. And also you got to have separation of church and state. I mean you got to have you got to compartmentalize your meats. Like that's how you do uh, that. Yes, so they, that's so why every, I do it. Every right. bite you get an individual bite. You can't put mm-hmm. two meats together. Can't put the two meats together. That's why the cheese is a perfect buffer. 
between right. the two meats. If I, if I have or in lettuce cow's available, cave, lettuce will meats. do that too. Three meats. You, get a, you, you can put a lettuce layer somewhere. You can throw a lettuce layer in, right. I don't yeah. like lettuce on a sandwich. Oh, I like a crunch. I, t- <laughs> I got a whole other sandwich for that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's when you go with the roast beef or turkey. Not a huge roast beef fan, by the way. Can I throw that out there? That's crazy. Does that make me a bad person? doesn't make you a bad person. It's just crazy. Yeah, not a big cold-cut roast beef guy. Wow. It disappoints me. I'm an industry standard guy, though. Like, give me... Do you, know, you give like me... beef? Do you like steak? Yes. In that case, when you go to your deli counter, skip the roast beef, ask them if they have thin-sliced London broil. Uh, you had me at you had me at London. Yeah, we'll always have London. If we if, we, if we're talking steaks, I will take a London <laughs> broil, like a well marinated, well seasoned London broil. I will take that over. Like, give me your best cut. I love like them. a porterhouse. I uh, totally, absolutely, or flank steak, like a really good, well marinated flank steak. Yeah, I'm taking that over everything. I love it. Over a ribeye. Yep, I'll sit there and I just go to town. I my mother used to make it. She used to marinate a a, a flank steak and marinate it all day. Throw it on the grill, cook it, and then slice it. You know the thin the thin um, slices that look like Long Island when you slice them. Right. <laughs> I would sit there she would use she would, sometimes she would make brown gravy, sometimes no gravy, sometimes I would use A one sandwiches the next day. I sometimes I'd just sit there and eat it off the off the cutting board. So good. Yeah. Oh. I'm a I'm a simple steak guy. Like you give me a flam mignon, like okay. Give me like a really well done flank steak. I'm in heaven. Where do you stand on prime rib? No, not a fan. I ordered the prime rib. It was fatty, Dad. <laughs> uh, I uh, the only thing about my my go to sandwich as a kid, uh, you you guys are uh, very similar. I'm on uh, sliced bread though, on or a roll, and it's mayo on one side, always Goldens on the other, always. Always. I can't eat French's mustard. I can't. Uh, Hellman's on one side. Goulden's on the other. Ham on the mayo side. Always. Uh, all right. Okay. Right? American cheese. Tomato. Sliced oh, sure. tomato from the garden. Well, that's nice. Nice on, red. On top of the cheese. And then bologna on the mustard side. And away we go. That's it. And I mean... My wife likes the sandwich I make her. My wife! Tzatziki sauce on the bread. Sliced turkey and sliced cucumbers instead of lettuce. I like cukes on a sandwich. Yeah, cukes on a sandwich are good. There's my crunch. There you go. I get a little crunch there. Right. Mm. God, I love sandwiches. Put a whole it's carrot. Upsetting. <laughs> it's upsetting. Throw a whole carrot in the middle. Yeah, I know. I know. I um, I, we we can close up the sandwich talk, and if you guys have like two more minutes, I wanted to ask you a uh, a question. 
that's sports-related, but requires PJ's acumen and your acumen, Cal. Well, I thought we were going all night, so I'm ready. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just put a pot of coffee on. Well, then, uh, then I have a different. Out. Then I have a different question. Oh. Somebody asked me this a couple weeks ago, and I've been meaning to bring it up to you guys for a fun load. It's a really interesting question. If you had to pick only five movies that you could quote from for the rest of your life, right? So quoting, <laughs> quoting movies is huge for us, right? Mm. And they come to you and they say, you only get five for the rest of your life. What are those five movies? Now, I have thought about this a bit because my you know my buddy asked me, and so I will throw this out to you guys. One of the early qualifications that I had, one of the early parts of it that I had was you don't want to take five comedies. Right, you you want to take, you want to you want a lot of uh, variance in your quotes to be able to use them. So think about that in terms of the five movies. Your desert Wait, island. Am I like limited quoting. to only quoting these movies? Like, yeah. Am I only carrying on conversations now using movie quotes? No, this is this. Oh. Oh, like, all right. like, we, like we we use movie quotes all the time, right? So we drop movie. It's it's something that we do generationally. So we drop movie quotes into regular conversation all the time, especially us. So I'm saying you only get five of those for the rest of your life. You only get five movies that you can do that from for the rest of your life. Wow. Too much at twelve uh, fourteen a.m. That that I mean that's a hard off the top of my head. Jeez. It 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 actually can be just I would I would caution you to think about situations where you want to use movie quotes and 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 being very liberal genre wise. Shall I get you started? Sure. Okay, this is this is what I came up with. Here's my five. This Good. is your Mount Rushmore of movie quotes. No. If you Not could only... This is my Mount Rushmore plus one, plus a guest. Plus a guest. <laughs> they got a plus one. Good. Goodfellas. That was, that was the first one I was going to say. Yeah, Goodfellas. Definitely wow. keep Goodfellas. Works in a lot of scenarios. Million wow. quotes in it. That's Goodfellas. Alright. Two. Ghostbusters. Good one. Okay. Works in a ton of scenarios. Timeless. Three. This one was a little controversial. Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> Princess I mean, Bride. Okay. I mean, that would be controversial. How is that controversial? It's genius. Because, because a lot of people said, well, what do you use those quotes for? I said, I'm just thinking of the movies I quote the most and trying not to double up on genre. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to – there's five of them. You're not going to pick five different genres. 
Are there five different genres? Comedy, drama, horror, foreign. Farce. Farce. <laughs> right. Prince Duck Soup. Princess Bride. Big, big musicals. Tartuffe. Princess Bride was three. Thrillers. Then four and five got dicey. Four, I went with Indiana Joe or uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure. And five, I had to go Star Wars. I had to. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah, naturally. So that was my five. I'd need The Godfather. That was a I'd very common Star- one. I'd need Star Wars. Yep. I'd need Joe versus the Volcano. Everybody's got a little nuanced one. Or not nuanced. Everybody's got like a little, you know, sleeper one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good sleeper one. And the best part about Joe versus Volcano is, and this is the way I felt about Princess Bride, but not as much, but, you know, it's you sneak up on people when you quote it. That's like a, it's like an in-crowd kind of thing when you quote it. Like when I quote Princess Bride... Especially like some of the obscure ones, like, oh, all right, we're on the same page. You can judge. You can judge if somebody's on the same page with you by by quoting that. Mm. If they get it. I need apocalypse now. Wow. <laughs> you went off the rails. <laughs> Definitely need apocalypse now. So and possibly. <laughs> possibly, the Exorcist. Holy cow. What a fantastic list. Drop the mic. What a fantastic list. It's great. The Exorcist. Cal? I got to steal Goodfellas because that was the first one that came to my mind. Yes. I want Goodfellas. You got it. I want Jaws. Oh, see, Jaws was was so close that Jaws was like six. Yeah. That was the one between Star Wars, I mean, uh, between Raiders and Jaws. All right, yeah. yeah so I had to Jaws make Jaws, and I chose Raiders. All right, Jaws, so is fantastic. Jaws, a few good men. <sighs> a ton of quotes in there. That's number seven for me. All right, Anchorman. Excellent. Because it's oh just my a god. Quote. Oh, brilliant. Yep. All right. And you need a fifth one. Um, Pete Best. Pete, the Pete Best of movie quotes. <laughs> It'd be great if every fifth we do from now on is Pete. We just call it the, the Pete, Pete Best. Best. Right. Just give me who's the Pete hitting, Best. Who's hitting Pete Best tonight? Um, maybe Back to the Future. Oh, that work? Nobody, we just went. Did anybody we just mention uh, Harry Met Sally? We just went slam dunk contest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We just went all-star game slam dunk contest. Oh, we're wearing our suits. No! Oh, we're falling all over each other. <laughs> oh, no, he did not. When Harry met Sally, nobody said that one. When Harry met Sally was eight on my list. PJ, you're pulling out all the ones that were right there on my list. I'll have what she's having. That's not a line I would ever use. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think five is fair. I'll say it. 
I don't feel much like walking. Neither do I. I think I'm going to get a cab. Great. <laughs> I'll go with you. Great. Five is hard, yeah. I had swingers on mine. Swingers, sure. I, I still, because I'm trapped in 1994, I still quote swingers quite often. Yeah, it's been. Um, there's a, That's there's, a great question. Yeah, five, but you got to go five. Gotta go five. The hardest one for me was uh, Schindler's List. I mean, was uh, <laughs> it's controversial. Was Jaws? Leaving Jaws off that list was hard. That's amazing that you would leave Jaws off the list. But Raiders, I just Raiders. All right, that's uh, I understand. And they call him Beloch. <laughs> Belloc. Belloc. I tried to. I think have quoted I... Schindler's List. You're the one. Yeah. Did you also quote Philadelphia? <laughs> yes. Put Philadelphia on my list. <laughs> Terms of endearment. Yes. The nineteen seventy nine film Coma. <laughs> You know what I no. find really quotable is Kramer versus Kramer. Sure. I Heartburn. Find, I find a way to get those into a conversation quite often. Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> author, Listen, author. Your Honor, Your Honor, he's my child. He's my child, too. And I may not be a perfect dad. That's not no, a bad you know, uh, I, Hoffman right there. That was very good. I, I quoted you. that to my son because we had a similar uh, ice cream eating incident, if you remember it. Oh, that's... <laughs> Do you, I don't know if you remember that scene where the kid's freaking out and he's like, yes. oh, don't get the ice cream. Don't get it. No, don't take it out. Don't open that ice cream. Yeah. Don't, if you take a bite. Don't open that, that ice cream. Don't open it. Okay. You open the ice cream. <laughs> Um, pretty good. I, uh, Louis Anderson and Dustin Hoffman tonight. This is working pretty very well. Yeah. Pretty solid. All right, let's wrap it up, boys. We're off for the next three weeks. Two. Two weeks. Hold on. Been... Wait a minute. Two weeks. Yo, he didn't he didn't know that. I had five topics, but here's one that I wanted to bring <laughs> up with you. Five topics? This is not a telethon. <laughs> Going back to our discussion of munchkins. It's been. And the Dunkin' Donuts. Cal mentioned the uh, the blueberry cake. I did. Is this like a, of course, this like we, a season review? We gave... We gave uh, um, I remember uh, it like it was... Chocolate yesterday. Frosted. Right? Chocolate Frosted got a big review. But yeah. around me, they've started pushing a new munchkin. Rainbow there's, Sprinkles. There's a new munchkin on the shelves? Is it a vanilla munchkin? What does that mean? Is it vanilla cake with rainbow sprinkles, or is it chocolate? I don't know if I would qualify it as vanilla cake, but yes. No, but you know what I you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Because I've it, seen those too. Okay, so this is this is something. Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. The kids like. They give it. you a lot of them. They do. And you know, I tip my munchkin lady. <laughs> 
heard you, you mentioned that. Bought, I never thought to do that. I bought, well, because they have the little tip jar out, and, the, and it's the Dunkin' Donuts coffee mug. Yeah. And I, I ordered 25, and she said, okay. And then I threw a dollar into the mug, and she went bananas, absolutely bananas, taking fistfuls of munchkins and shoving them in the box. Wow. And I think but, I ended but, up with 47. In the 25? Yeah, I took it well, I, I took it out. I, I dumped it on a, a, a cookie tray, and I sent a picture to everybody going, look at my box of 25 munchkins. Yeah, that's right. I remember you sending that. Now, now, but you have to make sure you you tip her when she's watching, right? You can't put the dollar in the mug when she turns her back to take the munchkins because otherwise she won't know. I've perfected that timing. I now I don't have a problem with that. That's a that's a tough move to pull off. It is. Tricky. Oh, I will hold. I'll hold that dollar over the mug for a full minute until I know that you know she's turning around. There it is. Boom! Click. <laughs> oh, I've it. done it. Yep, I've done it. Just. Just hanging out there, waiting with the dollar over the jug. You see it? Now I'm dropping it in. Dropping it in. You've right. seen it. I've seen it. Everybody knows about it. We all feel good about it. Give me the 22 extra munchkins. Tipping a cat's yeah. deli before they make your sandwich. What happens to your sandwich? It gets bigger. Well, is it possible it gets, to get bigger gets, at cat's deli? It, it gets two inches higher. Absolutely. All right. That's a big sandwich. But where do you tip at a deli? No, oh, they got a tip jar at Katz's. Yeah, well, you know, now yeah. that I think of it, I think it was your Uncle Tommy who I'm sure. came to see us play in the city, and we said we were going to Katz's Deli, and he said, he said, you tip as you're ordering the corned beef. <laughs> make, make sure you tip the guy as you're ordering, because he's looking at you. And now he's sizing up how much ridiculous meat he's going to put on your sandwich. Well, we went in there, and we and we, you know, the guy is obviously making eye contact across the counter. And I said, "Can I, you know, can I get a corned beef sandwich? Drop the dollar in." And the first thing he does is he slices off three slices of corned beef and just puts it on a plate and hands it across. Hands it across, like here, try try the corned beef. this is an you easy got the sale, mechies. you know. You don't have to demo the corned beef to me. <laughs> but, of course, I ate it. Well, I'm not going to turn it down, right? I'm already uh, buying right, I'm the not going to turn it sir. down. Well, you've sliced it. And then the sandwich they make you is just ridiculous after that. Ridiculous. Yeah, it is. They've made a, they've made a living on that one. We're back to sandwiches somehow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You got 22 bonus munchkins. I got 22 bonus munchkins. And some with rainbow sprinkles. Which I didn't care for. I passed those to the kids. Kids love them, though, right? Yes. My kids will, you know, take bad-tasting vitamins if you glue sprinkles onto them. (laughs) Actually did that. It takes a really long time. Oh, wait, and wait, one more thing, one more thing. You're going to hear some sound effects here. Hold on. Okay. My kids went crazy. My kids went crazy, and they bought the uh, the specially flavored potato chips. So we have Lay's wasabi ginger. Uh-huh. How about the Reuben? I'm unrolling the bags. Uh, There's Lay's Reuben potato chips? Southern yeah. biscuits and gravy. Well, that was my punchline. 
Lay's New York Reuben, and we bought four bags. And Greek Wait, Town Gyro or Gyro. These are real things. Yes. When did yes. this start? Every year they they Reuben, roll out Gyro biscuits and gravy, wasabi ginger, and they all taste pretty good. Every year they roll out four new flavors, and you're supposed to vote on them to see which one becomes an, a new flavor. Last Why year would they had, do this to me? Last year they had bacon mac and cheese, which was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, now i got to go buy these potato chips? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, you do. The, the Reuben sandwich potato chips taste like a friggin' Reuben sandwich and a potato chip. You know when the last they time really I had a potato do. chip was? When, 1982? August of 2014. Before you went off carbs. Uh, you remember that scene in Willy Wonka either. where the girl eats the gum and, and, and it, it contains the whole dinner in the gum? She could taste the roast right. beef and she could taste the blueberry pie? That's yes. exactly what it this is. is. This is what they're doing now. Damn it. I hate yeah. you, Lays. It's unbelievable. All right. Coincidentally, I've got to take more high blood pressure medication now. <laughs> Not at all coincidentally. <laughs> I <have to> <laughs> all right, now, Steve, I, I know to... you don't do this. PJ, you put potato chips on a hamburger? Never. You've never done that? My, my, I've done it. I didn't enjoy it. My kids do it. I, I do not approve. What about, wow. French, what about French fries on a hamburger? No. No. I know a lot of people that do that. They're wrong. I'm a hamburger <laughs> traditionalist. <laughs> Lettuce, tomato, pickle. Pickle? Onion? That's about it. That's wrong. Lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion. Those are those are my uh, hamburger toppings. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's fine. I can do that's that. It. But I like putting chips on sometimes. Uh, you're a crazy person. Potato chips. Can't do it. But, but not French fries. Well, how about, the, how about you put Reuben potato chips on a Reuben? That might be that might be the way to go. I can't believe they have friggin' Reuben potato chips. God damn it! You can taste the pickle sauerkraut. All right, I get it. It's unbelievable. The biscuits and gravy taste like there's biscuits and gravy there. Son of a bitch! In a crunch. PJ final unload. God damn it! Top five answers on the board. Something you'd like to see? Flavor a potato chip. Go. Well, they've done it. <laughs> Apparently. Jerk. I want peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> jelly potato chip. That's what I. That's what I. Yes. That's my. I'm submitting. That's my flavor. Figure I it out. Flank, I want flank steak. Oh. Flank steak potato chip. Wow. Nailed it. Cal final on those. Um, I'll see you in a couple weeks. You're going, going to Di- you're going to Disney, kid. Yeah, I'm going away. Um, the only thing is that the last time I went there, don't say little, it. You son of a don't say it. Don't you don't you do you shut your filthy mouth? Pretty much the worst possible thing you could imagine with the team happened. So shut your mouth. And Noah Syndergaard, you take a couple weeks off. I'm a little scared. <laughs> and my final unload is, uh, it's been uh, fantastic for season five. We'll be back in two or three weeks for season six. 
Um, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, and for checking us. And uh, hey, Jets. God damn it. Guys are like those new flavors of potato chips that I can't eat. I hate you. Jet-flavored potato chips? Jet-flavored potato chips. They reek of disappointment. All right. Uh, that's all the time we have. <laughs> Go get your electric, electric fat boy pants. <laughs> Good night, boys. Bye. Love it.